Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Whitney, it's awful chilly outside here in in the great state of Kentucky. Well, you know, it's Christmas time, and uh, Brent, and to all of our fine listeners, a Merry Christmas indeed. And a Happy New Year. And a Happy New Year. Yes, this is episode number 86, Brent. We will be spreading Christmas cheer everywhere throughout this episode, much like, much like uh, you know, making a Jiffy peanut butter sandwich. You've... Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? We're going to spread it, Brent. Oh, we're going to spread oh. it. We're going to spread that cheer just <laughs> like, just like a knife on the bread, buddy. It was like, I am not following you. <laughs> I'm the king of euphemisms and things like that. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you're you're talking about spreading cheer and all this. And I was like, you've you've been around me the last six months or so in my uh, I don't care crusade, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. I'm yes. a little... <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start off on a good foot, Whitney. I don't yeah. Care. No. no I, don't. <laughs> I do care. Yes. Well, let's, let's see. I I think I I think I misspoke. I used euphemism when it, when I should have used something else. So, <laughs> if anything that we've proven over the last what six years and eighty five episodes, it's we have no mastery. Yeah. Of um, any language. Well, we we have a. We, I would say it is like a it is a self appointed mastery, but eh, you know it's a loose <laughs> mastery. How about that? Well, so, you know, speaking of Christmas. Yeah. Well, okay. First of all, let's let's. Before I dive into that, yes, let's let everybody know what's going on. So if you're new to the show, uh, this show is actually going to be a little different mm-hmm. than a typical uh, Broken Token episode, okay? Yes, yes. We're going to, uh, we have a loose format that we generally uh, generally stick to, but uh, we're going to change it up a little bit. So we've, we're going to, we'll introduce some here in a little bit, but we're actually going to have two segments that came out of Grand Ole Game Room Expo uh, in Nashville, uh, 2019. So mm-hmm. we'll have those two segments in this show. And then we're actually going to abbreviate, uh, what Whitney and I normally do. So we're just going to kind of go through, you know, kind of our updates, let people know what's going on, have a little fun and then, uh, roll into those segments, yeah. which again, we'll introduce, let you know who they are and what yeah. we're talking about. And then we're going to go spread some Christmas joy. Yeah, we, we are, we are. And it's, uh, something like a Christmas vacation, maybe Griswold <laughs> style, maybe not. I don't know. And we didn't, we didn't take the whole week. Yeah. We're just taking maybe Wednesday on. Yeah, there, there, there we go. There we go. And we are going to give something away. So that, that's actually pretty cool. You so. know what? You're, you just double segued this and you don't realize it because we're talking about Christmas and giving something away. Yes. And uh, long-time listeners of the show will know there's generally something hidden in or around the Tempest. Oh, this oh, this is true. I do. So, do I do it? No, I'm going to wait. No, no, I, you're doing it now. I'm doing it now. It's, it's Christmas and oh, it's a giveaway. Oh, it's, it's, not oh, oh, it's not in the coin door. It didn't door? fit. It's actually behind the game. Oh, it's behind the yeah. game. Okay, hang hang tight. So, hang tight. Yeah, I, it, what I should have done. I'm going to go look up the the definition for the word euphemism uh, and, and go and go find. <laughs> just go present. with I'll it. I'll be right. Back. Just go with it. it. You act like you have to go a mile away. I mean, it's like right there. Well, it's it, it, Brent. This is uh, this is old time radio done right. Is what it is. Hang on, I'm we, looking. We're our own foley artists here on the Broken Token Classic Arcade Pinball uh, Podcast. Is this it? That would be it. Yes, Whitney. Woo! All right. Let's see. Let's see what we have. 
Go ahead and put your uh, headphones back on so you can listen to the dulcet tones of Brent Griffith. Yes, uh, I, I'm just about there. I, I'm, I'm waiting for you to just as you settle in, just to like clear that off, like uh-huh. wiping all the chess pieces off of it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> like right off the table. So, it, no, 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 no. I've I've got command of my faculties. We're, okay. we're not we're right. not doing that. That's what we're going to tell everybody. Yeah, so here we go. This is a this is a wrapped present. Right. What kind of paper is that, Whitney? Oh. This uh, Star Wars is what it is. This would this would not be, you know, Mandalorian wrapping paper. No, I don't no. think. No, no. Oh, no, no, no. oh, oh! But this is this is the uh, this is the last trilogy. Is what yes, it, it is because it's, yes. it's got Ray and, uh, uh, Ky- and Kylo, Kylo Ren. And, and the, yes. That, maybe oh, is there some new, the new stormtrooper? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. This this is looking pretty sweet, man. All right. So enough of that. We've got to get to business. Let's see what we have here. And this is the part of the show where we listen to Whitney. Speaking of Foley artists, yes. open presents. Yeah. All right, here I, I'm, I'm going to clear all. I'm going to clear all this out of the way. <laughs> that, that looks great on the recording. Yeah, I bet it does. I bet it does. I can see exactly I, where that happened. I did that on purpose. That's as, awesome. as you know. Ooh, whoa. Ooh, uh, so this is going straight into the game room. This is a Iron Man print, and Brent, I not knowing, um, not knowing my artist as far as if like I, Marvel art goes. I, is is this Tom Whalen by any chance? Uh, if look on the back, the gentleman that drew it, it's his card. I don't know who Tom Whalen is. Oh, it so, is Anthony Leon. Interesting. So, uh. I mentioned this last year. Last year we had a wow. That is nice, man. Do you Thank like that? You. Oh my gosh, this is going up in the game room. Thank you. You're very so very much. welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, and, I, a uh, um, well, I mentioned this last year. There was a a con that came oh, through man, Louisville. That is beautiful. I'm I, take, I really hope you'd like that. You're not. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. So the the con was Louisville SuperCon, and unless it's all traded around. It it comes thank, from. A, thank you. You're that so is, very that welcome. Is, that is awesome. So I, well, I was hoping you'd be you'd like it, and I can tell you really like it. Oh, so, yeah. I, or you're just faking it. So, <laughs> oh no no no, I take my Marvel very seriously. So, so. The, it, and this is why this stood out. Uh, and Brent, I have no euphemism for this. No, you have I, none. I, I have none. <laughs> He's speechless. See, I knew I would bring that back around. We, Brent, we have mastered podcasting. <laughs> You know, every, every, and this will eventually come the, the segment that I'm referring to. Oh, he's hugging it. I love it. The segment that I'm referring to, it'll eventually get aired, but I I try in a fun way to, to, to trip Whitney up. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I, I genuinely can't do it. I can't catch him off guard. I can't nothing ever do it. And, and I actually kind of think I did right yeah, there for that, just a second. Yeah, that, that actually, uh, that, yeah, that, that, that hits, that hits home. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And just so the listeners don't think I'm a slacker, uh, I took care of Brent a little bit earlier this year. So he, he got, Brent got early Christmas present for me a, a little while back, but, oh dude, that is that is awesome. 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 I, I just, I love the colors. I just, and it's Iron Man. So I uh, it just, it, it fits. So here, yes, here's the, here's the story on the, on the artist. 
and it's not even really a story on him as much as why that stood out to me. Okay. So Louisville Supercon was here, here in Louisville last year and the company, as I understand it, that does, it also does Florida Supercon. They do a couple of these cons and they, they name them locally. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned going and I kind of just left it at that. It was a good show. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, um, the uh, this year they came through, they rebranded as Galaxy Con. Okay, so went again this year, and, and basically my sister and I go with my niece who does a lot of cosplay. Mm-hmm. So she has a troop, and they get together. I guess they call it a troop or a squad. Yeah. It's or what it's a what gathering these, or what these young kids do. A nowadays. clutch yeah. or a gaggle. <laughs> a gaggle. Maybe it's a gaggle. Yes. Pick, Picket. Yeah. What what is a what is a group of uh, crows called? Do you know Whitney? A group. Uh, um, I used to it's, know. It's called a murder. Is, is it? Is it? <laughs> it really? is. It is. Okay. Gotcha. Look, check me. Okay. I think I'm, I'm going to do that right as now. As soon as actually. I say that, I'll have it wrong. So I, nonetheless, so we go with them. All right. And it's a good size show. It's well laid out. Pretty well attended. Yeah, you're right. It is. It's a, a, it, it's a, murder. It's a murder. So we. It was. A, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you. Some of the cosplayers, I mean, when they do kind of the dark, darker stuff, you know, like maybe some of the zombie stuff, that might be applicable. Yeah, very, very true. I mean, I would have immediately thought of a flock. A fl- well, I don't know. And it, but a flock is... Bird. It, it, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, but it's an undetermined number. And how many is a murder? I, 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 is it, I, I think it it's just... out at 49? Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, we talk, is it 67 or 223? This has got to I be the know. most... This has got to be the most off-topic, esoteric <laughs> thing that we have ever discussed. A murder of crows. That's saying a lot for us. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well, I'm looking... Uh, okay, the, the web is indeterminate okay. on what the final number is, so we're just going to let that rest. Okay. okay, continue on, my good sir. So back in... The, if anyone's been to a, a Comic-Con, generally you have your general vendor area, and there's some artists and stuff mixed in there, and then mm-hmm. you have what's deemed as Artist's Alley, and... Honestly, I think the only difference, at least in the cons that I've been to, that dis- that differentiates the general vendor area from the artist alley is the size of the booth. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Smaller, a little bit more intimate booths. Well, this gentleman that, that had that poster, he had a smaller selection, you know, it, it, in relation to what I see out of, I've seen out of a lot of booths. Yeah. And um, his art style was much more detailed in my opinion okay and uh, i'm trying to think of words to wrap around that but the way he his art is and the way he his art was presented in his booth it was it was like less is much much more okay okay and out of that sea of everything fandom his stuff just was like wow and then the the Owl part of wow was that image yeah and, and as soon as i saw that i was like okay that stands out yeah no and, and thank you and so i'll do my best to describe it i mean this is uh this, this is a bit of a i guess kind of a a diorama of iron man here it's i mean it's it's got of course iron man with the with the helmet and his and he's he's kind of doing the classic move of of his hand with the repulsor you see the arc reactor but then it's got a couple of images of, of him of of iron man flying kind of back in the back in the the i guess the the distance and everything mm-hmm. and it kind of overlays on itself it's got a bit of circuitry feel going to it and it just the way that it's drawn it's just extremely uh it, 
it, it's extremely uh, contemporary feeling. Yep. And it's really bright and it I, I, it pops. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's and, and I know that that this phrase gentleman, gets so you so overused, but it does. It pops. There's something, <laughs> and, and you can you can tell that Whitney and I know nothing about the dis, how, how to describe or discuss art. But unfortunately, this gentleman's yeah. art just really stood out to me personally versus just it, it yeah. seemed like it was my thing and yeah. i felt it would be yours so yeah. Yeah. oh yeah for, for sure so no, i'm glad you. i'm glad you you enjoy it yes you're, that that will happy that will go in the in the game room and when we get to updates i will uh i'll talk about that but that goes so that's cool Sweet. i love that well good i, yeah. I i'm, yeah. I'm thank you, you like thank you sir because i'm not taking it back <laughs> <laughs> that's it that is the gift of a present isn't it it's like whether you like it or not it, it here it is it's a pancake on a plate. There it is. If you like it, good. If you don't, this, this, it's still a pancake is, on a plate. Is this the second or third show where we've talked about pancakes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. We even had one titled after pancakes. Oh, you know? That's yeah. right. Yeah. New yeah. listeners of the show have already tuned out. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, uh, what are these two idiots talking yeah. about? Well, number one, we thank you for listening. Number two, we regret that you left. Number three. <laughs> well, they're not hearing this. Exactly. And then number three, uh, you know, it's Christmas. So we're, you know, we're just having a little fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So let, let me run through some of my updates and there's some, there's some little nuggets of, of helpful information buried through this as well. So, um, last show I was talking about kind of getting the, the, my game room ready for end of year festivities because mm-hmm. I'm generally hosting several things. And actually I've got a little gathering, uh, of, uh, people coming over even tomorrow night. So after we record and I rush you out of here, then I've got a little cleanup duty around here and, uh, to take care of to get ready for that but coming into it i really hadn't had the game room on any significant amount of time so i did a, a good burn in you know had the game room let it up and let it run for quite a while yeah. and had to go through and it's amazing how much stuff ends up stored underneath a pinball machine yeah you know yeah. i'm not one to stack anything on any but man i had a bunch of crud that was just under them so i had to deal with all that and I, I know you've probably got as you're going through your game room, Whitney, getting stuff kind of back together. I could only imagine you're like, well, there's there's space, and I need to put this somewhere now. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm guilty of it. Mm-hmm. I, I I juggle. I'm juggling stuff as I go. Well, in my case, it was stuff that I was going to put under there uh, temporary temporarily six months ago. You know, yeah, so yeah, all that crud had to come out and wipe everything down. The usual stuff. Uh, pins were opened up, wiped down, waxed. Do you, Whitney, ever get into a position where you're, you pull the glass off and just do a cursory cleaning? And then how do you clean like your – well, you've got a lot of stern titles. I do. Stern titles. Yeah. I was going to say, how do, you, how do you address any rubber, like to kind of brighten up rubber versus – short of a full change out. Yeah. But – I'm guessing all your games are going to have, I mean, Stern's use black rubber on their games for a long on, time on, now. On a lot of them. They, they do. Yeah. And so what, what I have done, so nothing stands out, like nothing really stands out, but I, I will say this. I know that there's, and you can go on Pinside and, and read about this ad nauseum, but I actually use some, uh, some rubber cleaner that I got from pinball life okay. that I just put on, uh, I just put on, um, uh, I guess for lack of a better word, a shop towel and, you know, kind of like a paper shop towel. It doesn't leave any debris. It doesn't leave any, you know, paper residue or anything like that behind. So and you're talking about like a, those 
usually I see them. They're blue. They're blue. They're yeah. almost. Mm-hmm. They're, they almost feel like cloth. They almost feel like cloth. But That's they're, exactly they're, it's right. not a paper towel. It's not a paper towel. They say they're. It, it, they say they're reusable, but they're not. It's it, like it's it like is a paper, sc- but it's not like a paper towel, like a kitchen. Yeah, paper it's towel. almost like a woven paper, mm-hmm. and it's it's generally by a brand called Scotts, S C O T S, or like a Scotts towel is is what we see them as here in like Walmart or Sam Club, Sam's Club or whatever. I use that, and then I use that rubber cleaner on on the rubbers themselves. Mm-hmm. They all, I mean, every time I every time I do it, I always pull dirt up. Yep. But you're right, a lot of the a lot of the Sterns use use black rubbers fairly prodigiously throughout the throughout the game. So I don't really catch a lot. I just but when you I'm under there, you se. don't see yeah. it per se. But I still run under there uh, probably a couple times a year and just and just you know give it a wipe down it's so the best way to say I, it. I didn't know that did you say that came from pinball life mm-hmm, from I, pinball life i'll look it up while you're talking say i didn't know that there was such a thing mm-hmm. I mean, but it honestly doesn't surprise me because especially in the pinball field there's there's a little gadget for just about everything you can imagine or yeah, solution or yeah, a, there, there is I, I just use naphtha yeah like yep. like it's, from it's a hardware good. store, just naphtha on yep. an old on an old rag mm-hmm. and go through. Now you you don't want to drag it across the playfield. I mean it it's not going to damage the playfield. At least it hasn't in any of my experiences. Like trying to clean some stuff up. Yeah, but it will it'll wipe. You know, pretty much just take any wax and stuff with it. So you know, I usually just kind of get a towel wrapped around a couple fingers yeah just so i can really control it and that's yeah. that's how i i'll kind of spiff up a game that's got white rubbers so so this is called pin guard rubber cleaner that's okay. what this is it's uh, a, a bottle of it six dollars and it says uh this rubber cleaner is non-flammable can be shipped internationally uh didn't mean to uh, okay so that's good at least at least uh international uh, audience can get that. Pingar rubber cleaner is very eco-friendly, non-flammable, non-toxic, and 100% plant-based. Uh, since this product contains no petroleum products, it will not dry out your rubber. Uh, Six-ounce bottle contains enough rubber cleaner to clean hundreds, uh, if not thousands, of rubber rings and parts. So there you hmm. go. All right. So I just ordered two bottles of it, and Brent, I just do the, I, I just kind of do the swish, it, it just kind of the swish on two fingers under the rag, like what you were talking yep. about, and just have at it, and then I just have at it till it dries out. Then I hit it again, and and I, I will say this. I mean, like I said, I ordered two bottles of it, and I've barely even taken the neck off the first one and, yeah. and i've wondered if the naphtha over the long haul would would do something and i've used it the most on adams and okay. i've done it at yeah. least i'm gonna put this in the show notes okay, so, that, yeah. so that we so people so can see it, it so that people can see it yeah. i've at a minimum it's it's gotten hit once a year and i'll be honest with you adams doesn't get a lot of play but generally when i do my end of year prep getting ready for for the gatherings i'll go through and, and wipe them all down like that uh-huh and man, you know, I keep threatening to take take these apart and kind of freshen them up. But Adams has been together six or seven years at this point, and it I haven't seen any any negative effects from the naphtha. Okay, I mean, honestly, I think you would be hard pressed as as little play as this game gets to look at it and not think that it wasn't just recently shopped. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. You know, it doesn't get a lot. It's been together for a long time, but it also doesn't get a lot of play. And then what play it gets is generally followed up with a, with a good cleaning, you know, good overall cursory cleaning. So, but it, it, like I said, I, I, if somebody knows of an effect that the nap that might or could have, I'd love to hear about it. But as of yet, I haven't seen anything and there's, there's, 
like I said, a six or seven year case study setting right here. Uh, fair enough. I mean, if it works, it works. And you can, like I said, you can get on Pinside and you could uh, rabbit hole yourself for hours looking at just cleaning products mm-hmm. and what people recommend. It's almost gotten to a point to where everybody recommends so many different options that I don't really feel like trying any of them. I just went to Pinball Life and said, oh, they've got pin- they've got rubber cleaner. I'll just get that <laughs> and just, well, and just pin- go with that. Honestly, Pinball Life's uh, solution sounds... Uh, uh, a lot less, uh, like a lot less trouble. Yeah, because, less trouble. And it's probably less caustic because if you were to like dribble on the play field, yep. I, of course you'd wipe it up, but you don't have to worry about it actually causing finish damage. That's exactly where yeah. I was going. Cause wh- whenever I, whenever I use the naphtha, I am like uber careful because I, bet, I, I bet. don't know how it would react with other things. Exactly. Exactly. So what, what about the, what about the, the, I, I guess the, the, the smell or it's pretty stout. Yeah. I was going to say, because I mean, I've used naphtha in the past yeah. and I always have to use it outside because mm-hmm. it will, um, it will definitely, well, I'm not like, it, it creates a powerful leave behind yeah. is what it I'm does. I'm not like soaking the rag down, Yeah, but even with just like a couple fingers and turn the thing up and then, cap it again you can tell you're you can using, tell you're using you can it. tell you're using it yes. and, and you know to, to your point i was going to i mentioned that one of the things i had to do too is i put a new sheet of glass in jurassic park oh okay so when i you know i've got a couple new sheets of glass that i've had around here forever picked up at a show and it had honestly i don't know what was on it i don't know if it was residue from whatever process was used to cut it uh-huh. and then to round the corners or if there was something that was uh, some residue that was left on it from when the sheet was originally made, or if when it was shipped to whoever cut it down, mm-hmm. it had uh, uh, some kind of protectant on it that then was peeled off and it okay. left that rest. Yeah. Regardless, uh, it, have have you had a sheet of glass that has just had this just crud on it? I, I haven't, but I was curious as to what you use to clean your glass. I fought it and fought it. Okay. I, you know, I tried to go after it with your typical Windex. It wasn't touching it. Okay. And then I'll be honest with you, being just a sheet of glass, uh-huh. I took a uh, uh, kind of my go-to for out in the shop. It, when I say out in the shop, I don't mean my like pinball shop here in the house. Like uh-huh. I use it my shop out in the garage. Yeah. I took, uh, some carburetor cleaner. Okay. Like car carburetor throttle body cleaner. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. And, and shot it on a rag and then wiped it down and it didn't really touch it. So I, so I'm kind of, okay. I ended up naphtha is what took it off. Is that right? Yeah. I, I was going to ask because I, I have used, um, well, it can't be bought any longer. It I, I got it from HAP Controls on an order, and I went back and looked at the PO probably three or four months ago because I'm down to my last bottle. But I, I got this product called Orange Remover, and it came in a it came in a, in a box, and it had I had six bottles, and they were they were maybe maybe ten ounce bottles, either ten or twelve ounce bottles, something like that. It's a citrus. It, it is a citrus based adhesive remover so like goof off well it's it's it is 10 times better than goof off has ever tried to be okay it is so good that when i called the manufacturer they said that they they lost their essentially they they lost their license to produce it because some of the ingredients that they were used came off the fda approval list and i'm like oh fantastic no wonder it works so good fda were you like what are they thinking that people would use it as a as a cleaner and then take a shot of it for I don't a know, but vitamin it, C? I have no idea, 
but it smells wonderful and it it has that really strong citrus scent. Yeah, and I don't get that because I guarantee you, naphthen carburetor cleaner isn't on the, the FDA approved yeah, list. Yeah, but I mean that's that's what the lady told me, and I was okay, I was right. kind of surprised at that because that wasn't the body that I would have thought. But but she said that based upon the way that they combine the ingredients and everything that they used, they had to get an FDA exception for this particular product. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's not citrus strip. That was the other thing. So if you yeah. tried, so this was better than citrus strip. It was way better than citrus oh, strip. Man. And I, and I have, I've used citrus strip. I've used goo gone. Uh, this product just slays everything citrus based. But she said that when they lost their, their regulations for being able to produce this particular, uh, this particular solution that, um, they had to take it off the market. And she's like, well, you know, what you've got is what you've got and there will be no more. But what I would typically do is, uh, put that solution on whatever I needed and then, uh, whatever was the topic there or the, the subject. And then I'd use a plastic razor blade and a plastic razor blade would do the trick for removing yep. a lot of adhesives. Yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. So th- yeah. this stuff, it wasn't like tacky, but you could, you could look through the glass and it looked like milky dried milky streaks. Okay. And like I said, carburetor cleaner didn't touch it. That's amazing. But naphtha is what eventually took it off. Okay. And again, I've got a couple more sheets, two or three sheets that were from the same source. Yeah. And I don't, again, I don't know what the source of it was. So could you feel, you said that white, white kind of milky chalky streaks. Could you feel it on the, on the surface you, you of the could, glass? You could feel it, but it wasn't tacky. Oh, you, I You see. could feel a slight texture difference. Okay. But yeah, it wasn't tacky. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah, man, who knows? It could even been a runoff from an accident or something else that happened. So it's hard to say. So Anyway, leading back to leading into the to uh-huh. the gathering, the the yeah. funny the funny thing was is during my burn in, I actually smelled something burning. So I I walked down into the game room and I'm like, okay, that's burning electronics. And I look at all the marquees. It, it, it smelled like a coil. Okay, if if that makes sense, like you when know, it was stuck or like it was stuck on yeah. or something. Yeah, it yeah. was. I smelled it as I was coming down the steps, and I wouldn't have expected like if I blew out a trend like a driver in a pinball or something yeah. to have smelled it that strong at that distance. So I was like, okay, this is, this is kind of reminiscent of like maybe a coil. I was expecting something larger. Yeah. Had no smoke under any of the glass and any of the machines. Yeah. All my marquees, you know, cause transformers in the, in the fluorescent lights, yeah. all the marquees on the video games were lit. Is it a flyback? No, all the monitors are on. Yeah. I'm opening all the coin doors and sticking my head in the machine, smelling them. Couldn't figure it out. So, uh, you know, I'm even playing games and going in. I'm like, all right, well, let me uh, taking a glass off. I'll throw a ball in here, making sure, you know, everything that's fire. I can't find it. Uh Everything's firing. I can't find anything stuck, but that doesn't mean I hadn't, there isn't something I didn't, didn't test. All right. So, come into the first get together, which was Thanksgiving. I'm down here with my brother-in-law, my uncle, and then my uncle's granddaughter was playing Adams. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking to my, talking to him and I'm like, listen, I smelled this while you're all down here. If you all smell anything funky, let me know. I can't figure. And I went, wait a minute. 
there was Adams. There was no sound. Oh, I sound see. was dead. Yeah. Okay. So that became, you know, we went through Thanksgiving and all that, and, and I chased that down. And it, that was an exercise. And okay, well, I'm finally going to get the new oscilloscope out because I need a scope over here. I'm going to look at what's going on. That soundboard is like a mini a mini computer. It's got a processor. It's receiving data. It's it's got its own EEPROM and RAM. It's oh, okay. you know making calls to into uh, into the EEPROM for sound callouts, and then you know shipping them off to you know wherever it needed to ship them out of the various channels that it supports. You mm-hmm. know, you got a sound effects channel. I think that's like three total channels. One of them, one of them will run stereo, and then there's two other channels that handling like background mm. and call outs. I can't recall, but so I, I'm scrolling around with that, and that actually ended up being a huge pain in the backside. I pulled a a game that I had folded up in the garage, I had a getaway folded up in the garage, and pulled it out of a back corner, opened it up, got the soundboard out of it. To say, okay, is it cable? Is it problem with the transmission of the, you know, the the commands, the data over the sound yeah, card? No, yeah. it was a sound card. Zeroed in on that. Then I couldn't find anything wrong on the sound card. And, you know, the computer was running. I, it wasn't resetting. The scope was showing me all that. I didn't have anything stuck in terms of a line, high or low. And as a just, all right, I'm just, as a wag, I've replaced, you know, and I, I troubleshot this. I probably had three, four hours into it, uh-huh. if not more. Yeah. And on a wag, I'm like, okay, I'm going to put new RAM in it. Let's just see if I've got a, a RAM problem. And it would kind of, I felt I the computer was having, pro- the air quotes, computer was having some kind of issue because I would occasionally get some sound out of it, but I would get a call out in the wrong place. Oh, I see. And I was like, you know, am I, am I getting bad data? Is it, is it doing something in Ram and it's fetching it? It's fetching something wrong, and it's, it's, fetching it's incorrect. The wrong, the wrong call out, like, yeah. like an index lookup yeah. error or something. And it, like then that. it goes yeah. to find that over in the, in the, in the EEPROM to pull yeah. the sound and it, the EEPROM is going to return whatever address it's told. Yeah. The EEPROM was okay. Cause I tried that in the other soundboard and honestly, just kind of just getting through it. I'm like, I'm just going to put a RAM in it. Sure enough, then it came back to life. And it, it fought, I fought that thing and fought that thing. <laughs> and I was like, I should have just put RAM, a RAM in it real quick to begin with when, it, when I felt like, okay, everything around it is... It, everything around it's good. Lessons learned, yeah. you know. You so, just, it smoked that, so it smoked that RAM chip then? Well, it turned out, no, that wasn't even it. Oh, I see. When, it, when I had the next go around, the next group I had over was a bunch of folks from work and like the pinball arcade people here in town. And it hit me that one of the things I had done leading up that I didn't mention was I had fixed the lightsaber in episode one. Mm-hmm. So there's a uh, there's an IC that actually drives, it acts as the driver to turn the lightsaber on and off and, and other inputs and outputs in that same IC control other air quote that that's controlled. The lightsaber is controlled as if it was a solenoid. Okay. So uh, the controlling IC actually had a short in it and the lightsaber was on constantly. I had pulled the board out, replaced it. Now I had the lightsaber functioning as it should come on and off at control of the game as opposed to stuck on all the time. I realized the lightsaber was never coming on. Oh. What I think actually has happened is, is the transformer for the neon burned out. I see. And that was my smell. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's all fixable. You, you, 
just added to the list. It just it, I haven't even gotten into it yet because the uh, the handle of the lightsaber is where the transformers housed. Yeah, and it's riveted together, so it's not <laughs> it's not like you can just, I can just pull the glass off. That's not a Saturday afternoon yeah. job. Yeah, it's not like I can just pull the glass off and pop the cover off and do, get down there and go give yeah. it the old sniff test. Yes, and yes, yes. So it, it's going to be that's probably a com- that's a commitment of time. Yeah, it's a commitment of time, but yes. yeah pretty sure that 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 was that was my deal gotcha gotcha yep and and you know just odd stuff man like all of a sudden back to the future won't take coins and for people that aren't familiar that aren't longtime listeners i actually have a change machine in my game room that that is is wired so you walk over to it and you push in the old dollar bill acceptor drawer and it just spits out quarters and then all my games were on the quarters. And I give everybody the quarters. Yeah. yeah. Kind of adds to that arcade kind of retro feel. Well, all of a sudden back to the future won't accept any quarters at all. And there's nothing stuck in the mechs and it's just, does it just let them fall through? They, or they just fall through. They just fall through. They just yeah, fall okay. through. And you know, I've got the now and suddenly I've got the same thing going on in my battle zone. So, <laughs> Uh, just so yeah, those 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 are on the list as well. And yeah. I, I have to. I'm I, honestly, I've got enough mechs. I'm probably just gonna pull the mechs out of them and swap just, them and go. And just be done with it. Yeah, you know, put yeah. some. I think there's metal mechs in them, which tend to be a little bit more picky than your plastic like coin cool mechs. So I'll probably just pull the mechs out of them, put some pl- plastic coin codes in them, oh, and just gotcha. forget about it. Gotcha, gotcha. Just move on with my life. <laughs> So yeah, so that's kind of been it. Gatherings, uh, burnt lightsabers, and coin mech issues. Oh, and sound. And sound, yeah. Yeah, so, that, that's been my month. So so Adams is back up and going then, right? Yeah, Adams is, okay. yeah, just fine. Yeah, fair not, enough. Knock on wood. Yeah, until until it's not. So. Well, you know what you always say, it worked right up until it didn't. It was working until it quit. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's exactly right. It was working until it quit. It was working until it quit. That That is what we call... The auction guarantee yes. is what it is. <laughs> uh, well, that's, I mean, that's not, not too bad at all, Brent. I mean, you, you, you suffered through, but you made good. So that, that's awesome. Yeah. Overall, I was happy. I, yeah. I, last year, I think it was last year, I had a bunch of stuff go down okay. during the burn-in period. Yeah. And I think it was last year. So yeah, this year, honestly, it was, it was rather benign. And yeah. the time I kind of wasted on Adams, it was my own hard-headedness just ignoring what I should have done in the first place. Well, it, I will say this. I mean, it, Jackie and Grace and I came over for the kind of the community gathering that you had, and we really enjoyed it. I mean, we weren't here all that long. I think we stayed maybe an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes or so, but it was it, it was great. And Grace and I played Tempest almost the entire I was time. Say, I know you played a lot. You've got a Tempest, right? I know, yes, but she absolutely loves that game, and so she gravitates towards it, and uh play 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 so we played a lot of tempest and, and enjoyed it but yeah thank you for the invite it was great you had a really good crowd here both upstairs and downstairs i would say i mean i would well there's been a lot of years that i haven't been able to make it because we have previously had a school commitment where grace used to go to school around a christmas fundraiser but this year we didn't have that commitment and i was really pleased to see how many people yeah. showed up and honestly you know i got to it does to, my heart good to see a house full well you know? yeah <laughs> it, it now i got to thinking about it and i want to be honest with you whitney yeah you know the 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 
the crowd has, I'm probably going to scale. I'm, I'm going to have to scale back. You know, you had a it, lot of people it, here. And, you know, I mentioned that it was work folks and yeah. the arcade folks and the arcade, the arcade crowd tends to stay rather, you know, it doesn't really tend, it doesn't tend to grow. Okay. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's people that, that I'm pretty close to in the hobby. And honestly, what's kind of grown is like, the the work bubble the work bubble yes. yeah because word gets out that you got some stuff and yeah. there's a lot of people that I'll interact with over the course of you know a year or two years and um it, it's a it's a good opportunity especially for the work people just to kind of get everybody in and like a, yeah. a, a good commiseration mm-hmm. and, and not to slight any anybody but yeah I'm, I'm there's only so much space yes there is <laughs> yeah. yeah so. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, I might just sell it all. You never know. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, I'd hate to see you do that, but because <laughs> no. you put a lot of work into this, but I'm going to sell it all and rip this carpet up, put down something gray. Yeah, put down something gray. Some gray carpet. Yeah, and then just uh, sit down here and play Matchbox and Legos. You yeah. know, I mean, it's yeah, it's great fun, great fun. No, but it, it was good. I mean, the holiday the holiday time is always is always good for doing those types of events. So uh, I guess from from my side, Brent, from an update perspective, uh, I'll, I'll get into a couple of the house updates here in a second. But the first thing that I do want to say is kind of a follow on from some of the content discussion that we had that I had last month. Uh, was was gracious enough to be able to use some of the time on the podcast just to talk about what was a couple things that were going on in my personal life. But I do want to say thank you. And that is as heartfelt and as humbled as, as I know to say it. Thank you to everybody that reached out to me. I had folks, Brent, contact me. I, I would just say far and wide. Uh, quite a few international listeners actually reached out and, and said, "Hey, heard uh, you know heard heard your story on the podcast. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate the uh, you know appreciate the I guess just the the openness uh, under which you you shared that story and uh, and was able to was able to really connect with with several folks because they they have pets. They understand uh, understand the struggle that, that you go through when you when you lose one that's very close to you. So." So I really, I really appreciated that. And, and Brent, the one thing that I will say that, that impressed me the most is I actually was uh, actually had several other podcast hosts reach out to me with the same uh, with the same sentiment, and I was I was humbled by that as well. And I'm not talking. Brent, I'm not talking like one or two. I'm talking like five or six oh, wow. people. Five or six other podcast hosts reached out to me and it, said, hey, we heard this on your show. Just wanted to say, uh, I'm sorry. Sorry to sorry to hear that that you know that you went through that based upon uh, how that how that story seemed to unfold. And I was I was touched by that, and I really appreciate that. Uh, it, it's um, it always amazes me. This is in the bigger picture a little big community mm-hmm. you know it it's not like um i don't know pick something uh maybe a very successful sports related podcast yeah exactly. I, i'm sure there's quite a few sports podcasts oh, but i'm sure there's tons i would know of none of them but i'm sure there's lots if you just even consider basketball in the united states uh-huh. just the potential audience to draw from is huge so our audience isn't that big no but it's still a big little community it is and when people 
kind of react and reach out to you for, yeah. you know, cause we, we put it out there for the most part. Oh, we, yeah. Yeah. If anyone's listening to this show, especially if you're a new listener, it's pretty obvious that, you know, we kind of stay on topic, but we're, we try yeah. to just be real about life. We do. I mean, it's, it's pinball and arcade ish as we yeah. go ish, but a lot of this is just about us just sitting here talking and reflecting on what we've done, what's going on in our lives and, and just being open and transparent about it, I think is, is part of the redeeming quality of the show. Mm-hmm. And I will say, Brent, I would be lying if I didn't say it was therapeutic to talk about that because it, uh, it was, it, it was, it was good. It was good. And I, I know we've said this before, but this, the show is like, having thousands of friends we've never met. Exactly. And, yes. and it's, 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 inter- it's wild. It's yeah. interesting. It's so, sometimes when someone, you meet someone that at a show yeah. and they, they know something about you that you don't remember ever talking about it. Exactly. It might be, it might be a little odd, yeah, <laughs> but it's still good. But it's still it's, good. It's, 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 it's awesome in that regard. And one thing I will say is we didn't, we didn't really get to do like our list of, uh, Thanksgiving I'm thankful for's. But one of the things that I will say is number one, I'm thankful for the show. Thankful for you. Thankful for family, friends and everything. But I'm really thankful for the people that, that took the time to reach out and just, and even just spent three to four minutes with me just chatting through Facebook or, or whatever whatever method that, that was used and there were several and just it t- took a few minutes to relate and just say thanks for sharing that on the show uh that that was real that was really heartfelt and I, I i it resonated with me so i just wanted to say thank you to everybody who did that um a couple of follow-ups here brent number one is uh, I'm just about, and, I'm, and you want to talk about being thankful. I am thankful for this. I'm just about ready to wrap up the renovation work that's been that we've been doing on our house. And Brent, I, the I inadvertent am, renovation, the, the inadvertent renovation. Yep. And Brent, I will, there. I will say this, Brent. I it, it, I went back and looked at the notes. I'm going on 13 months for this. It was November of last year. Gosh, it doesn't even seem like it's it, it been do, that long. Doesn't does seem it? like it's been that long, but it has been 13 months, and I. Brent, I'll tell you, I've had my house on semi-lockdown for 13 months because as we've been working on one room to the next, we move stuff around, we do mm-hmm. this, and then... You, I, I've been there. Yeah. I know, 100%. And and I'm sure a lot of our listeners, yep, yeah. they've, they've done it. Yeah, and, and I it pains me because I have played so few games, pinball and otherwise, over the past year... I've played more at shows than I've played at my own house over the past year. And it, 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 it pains me because I haven't been able to really use the game room. I haven't been able to really focus on a lot of what's going on, like for personal repairs or restore projects and all that. I mean, honestly, I'll say it over the past year, all that stuff is just kind of ground to a halt mm-hmm. while we've been working, while we've been working on the house, because it's like move from room to room, paint this, then move it here, paint that. And then, my daughter Grace, she wanted to, she wanted to move into a different room of the house for a bedroom, and so we've been doing work to accommodate that. And I've been addressing. So, which all, room did you and Jackie move into? Uh, no. Exactly, <laughs> the master suite is I, now I, occupied. Daddy, I'd like to have the master bedroom. Daddy, oh. can I have the master suite? And it's like, yes, baby. Yeah, you uh, that's what I was going to say. You. I, I know good and well. If she asked you, uh, we'd be out. You'd yeah. be out. Yeah, we'd be on a we'd be on an air mattress in the kitchen, is what we would be. <laughs> Thank goodness she didn't do that. So, I, so Daddy didn't. Have 
have to say no, but, but uh, all as th- if you would. as if yes. <laughs> all things considered, though, we we took this time to address a lot of lingering issues in the house that you just kind of live with because because collectively, or I'm sorry, ind- individually, nothing's really super urgent, but collectively, it's a lot of stuff to do, and it just kind of forced my hand to put all the hobby stuff to the side and. And Brent, I'll tell you what I did. When you're done, remind me, speaking of, this is not directly related to anything we talk about, but it's an I'm an idiot story, and I'm more than willing to... Oh, go ahead, go yeah, ahead, go ahead. Enough. This just popped in my head. Fair enough. So, Brent, what I have been doing is over the past 13 months, I have been paying my technical debt is what I've been doing <laughs> of, of, of addressing stuff at the house. The lesson that I've learned is I'm not going to get so far behind on stuff ever again. Well, I, I'm going to... It's so easy to say that, but so hard to keep... so hard to do. To, but, to keep up on that self-promise. But, but, man, I have paid for it, and I don't like paying for it there's, because... There's a reason behind the old, the old saying, the chickens will come home to roost. Oh, and they did. Mm-hmm. The, the chickens came home to roost. And now part of that is is what we added on as we went because as I said last last episode and we were kind of commiserating over that is three projects turned into yeah. 13. It's like fixing a it's like okay, well I'm going to restore this pinball or this arcade game. Yeah. Well, I can't just I can't re- just do that. I can't just rebuild the monitor yeah. and not change the bezel because the bezel looks terrible the bezel looks terrible well i got the control panel off to get yes yeah yeah and and house size scale and it's house size scale because as we would go from room to room it's like you know we really need to paint this and these other rooms have got brand new base you know baseboards and so we've got to paint these baseboards we need them consistent rep those baseboards (laughs) off and it's just i mean Dude, it just, I mean, seriously, uh, seriously, I would say a pail turned into a bucket turned into a dumpster is what it turned into. When I remodeled this house inadvertently, Uh that's a whole other story that I won't bore our listeners with. Fair enough. Unless you tweet at Whitney, who'll tell me that everyone wants to hear the story of how I inadvertently remodeled the house like you did. Well, let me tell you, it's going to come out at some point because now I want to know because... Not only does misery love company, I I, I would just oh, this love was misery. I would just love to know the extent because I oh. need to know if my scenario is is abnormal, normal, atypical, typical, or this anywhere was, in this between. This was total misery. Yeah, yeah. I I, can, I I bet, and I will say what we've gone through has been borderline misery because there was a time last month where Jackie. Just about got to the point where she's like, "I'm done. I'm I'm checking out of this. I mm-hmm. am I am over yeah. this. I'm not over it. I am so over At this." At one point in time, I, here I not I'm not stealing your thunder. I'm yeah, just trying to commiserate. It. Yeah, right where you're sitting in in uh, the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast Studio Central slash my game room. Oh, this booth B is where I'm yes, sitting. Yes, booth B. Yes. Immediately to your left. Against the wall where the Berserk was, I had one multi-game cabinet okay. because I needed a place to put it. Uh-huh. Behind me in the alcove here, the L shape of the basement, that was packed. You couldn't get in there because it was cabinet, 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 because I needed a place to put them because the garage was taking on water. I couldn't store oh, them out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And then right here where the Tron and the Gorfar was my living room suit stacked, piled up to the ceiling. Oh, yeah. Been and, there. And then... As I as you traveled this way, there was the refrigerator, uh-huh. 
and a couple boxes that were acting as places to hold pots and pans or yeah. actually no, no I, I wasn't there wasn't anything to cook there was yeah. a microwave and some oh, dishes yeah and then a box of dirty clothes and a box of clean yeah. clothes yeah and then it was concrete floor mm, and yeah. yeah so that yeah. that was probably one of the high points yeah, the high points <laughs> yes so, I, I totally get it and, and i'm not complaining because at the end of the day oh, the, the, in retrospect yeah. I, I'm in a position where I could have my own home. Yes. So and, and so so I need to check myself yeah. as I talk about this. You get because, in the middle of it and it's 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 misery. It's misery. It's misery. Yeah. But but it's misery it's misery with privilege is what it is. And so we just had to kind of talk ourselves down and say, hey, listen, these are these are literally problems that other people would would love to have because they don't have either they don't have a house, mm-hmm. they don't have a nice house, whatever it may be. But it did it did get it's a little, your world. It, yeah, it's at that your point, world. It's, it's, it's your world. Yeah. And it did get a little long in the tooth. Yeah. I'll say that. But the good thing about it is we're 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 pretty close. And I will say this, Brent, for the for the amount of uh, kind of churn that's gone on in the house, and then the churn that's even gone on in my game room. Uh, I've I've pretty much like sixty percent of the way tore my game room down. But how I'm putting it back up, it's going to be like three times more awesome than what I had before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really is. I tell you the, the to to kind of bring it back to an arcade topic like yeah. that. Yeah. When, when I put a, a bunch of work and literal blood, sweat, and tears into uh-huh. into my home, yeah, the very first game that I set up was Berserk. Oh, okay, sitting right there, and it 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 has been in that hole other than a couple years ago when we took it to Little Arcade Expo for Joel West. Uh, yeah, and and God God bless his soul. Yeah, Joel West. So rest, it, rest in peace, Joel. It still has his high score on it. Oh, nice. That he just because you know, didn't even think about just and just destroyed the high score yeah. that was on there. Yeah. But that when I set that game in there, that was like, oh, yes, you yeah. know, I'm just about here. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, yeah, so we are getting, we are getting very, very close. I've had to do some repainting in the game room. I'm not done yet, but uh, I'm, I'm getting everything now is, is compressed into a, like a third of a page from a task list versus down a from, whole book down front, down from a mead notebook. Oh, Li- literally. That's good. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're on the precipice of, of being done and I'm taking some time off over the Christmas, over the Christmas holiday. And I'm going to work on getting some things tidy up after we get through all of the the hosting and stuff like that so i'm actually excited for where this is going to go and kind of how the game room will come back up and then brent the last thing that i will mention before we get into the interview segments or the the panel discussion segments from the grand old game room expo is i wanted to do a follow-up on the uh Translite frame, oh, dis, uh, translite display frame discussion that we started last month. So let me, because I, I got a funny for okay. you. Okay, well, okay. Let me, since I mentioned it, let me, yeah. let me just give you the 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 quick and dirty of my I'm an idiot story. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So speaking of stuff catching, this was a perfect segue because you, what I was doing here was I was paying penance for a repair that I had also let go. Okay, and I wanted to get. What it was is the sink up in my master bathroom, the uh, stems on the on the faucet were leaking. All right, because okay, yeah. they they'd been together for gosh at this point eight years or so. Okay, 
and you know just you turn them and they get a little dribble and it come yeah. out and go down to the bowl and you know it, i could see that with a lot of use with the family over for thanksgiving that'd be enough and i'd start having puddles you uh-huh. know if just me it's okay yeah not a problem had the stems sat on the stems for a month uh-huh that didn't sound i had the stems available for a month and i was like i've got to put these in so Uh and i was like i'll do it this week and this week not nope dude finally it got down to the weekend before and i'm like all right i've got to do it and then it ended up being sunday evening of the weekend and i return to the sink go turn the the water off the cold side felt a little odd Uh uh-huh like a little warm no no like uh, um like the the it, I had 90 degree cutoffs. Oh, I see. And it just, the the right felt different than the left. Oh, the cold felt different. Yeah. So I looked. It wasn't as positive of a turn yes. or a stop. Or, so yeah. I looked at the screw that holds the handle on and it spun with the handle. And I yeah. thought, okay, so that should be into the stem of the cutoff. So I was like, okay, it turned it off. Now plumbing issues are just they plumbing hates us. Now it does. The, the smart person to verify merely had to stand up and turn on the cold water. Uh-huh. Well, I did not. So <laughs> I immediately ready to go in a hurry, took a wrench and spun off the, the nut that retains the stem at which point bedlam ensued. <laughs> 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 yeah, every everywhere. I'm I, sure. I, I I had already had on the to do list a good scrub down of the bathroom. Yeah, done. Well, well, let's just say the only place in the bathroom that didn't get a thorough pressure washing was the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> the bathtub and the shower was the only thing dry. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. So it that. Yeah. 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 Well, take your time, folks. Take your time. Don't. That, that's how you break pinball glass and, and, and bezel and, you know, hard to find bezels in old arcade games. Yeah, take there, your time. There is no doubt about it. And, All right. And uh, you know what? Don't be afraid to tackle a few home repair projects to get them done so that you don't have to do them all over the course of a year. Uh, so speaking from experience, that's uh, it's kind of kind of where I'm at. But OK, so the, ultimately. The, the, the the frame yes yes the frame so we spent a bit of time on last month's show episode 85 and we kind of broke down your experience on buying a trans an led backed trans light display frame uh from pinball life and brent you were you went through kind of the the you set up the scenario under which you bought it and you were talking about how you how you went through kind of learning how it worked mm-hmm. and you know the 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 snap off uh the snap off frame around the front and swap oh, the snap the open snap open i'm yeah. sorry yeah yep. snap open thank you for the correction the snap open frame uh, on the front and swapping the trans lights and and just how pleased you were of the quality of the the led display and mm-hmm. how it dispersed light very evenly and still you, it's still magic to me exactly and just overall you were just very very, very complimentary of, of the frame mm-hmm. and everything like that. And uh, I brought up that I had reached out to a gentleman by the name of uh, Brad Hunter. So he's the proprietor, inventor, uh, assembler, shipper, and uh, I would say accounts uh, accounts receivable. <laughs> supplier. On, uh, supplier, uh, yeah, a marketer, and, you know, and the, I don't know, the heavy hands, you know, the bill collector, all of that. <laughs> for uh for i guess a company called lit frames and i had mentioned that on the show that i had uh purchased a 
a a frame from from Brad and what was that? I have no idea. I think that was Siri. Siri, stop that. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll just we'll we'll just rewind and do that again. Okay. Yeah, I mentioned that I had. Hold on, hold on. Put yeah. a little gap in it. Okay. So I've got a clean cut. And I had mentioned that I had purchased uh, a frame from Brad Hunter. Uh, he is the sole proprietor, the accounts receivable, the assembler, the shipper, the marketer. <laughs> the, uh, the he's got all the hats in a big box to hold them in. Every single one of them. He's he's the bill collector. He's the you know he he's the he's the knuckle dragon thug <laughs> that goes after the people who don't pay. All of that. All of it. All of that. And I I I contacted Brad because he has a thread running on Pinside where he is selling his frames, and I said, Brad, I would love to know more about the frames. Uh, love to love to purchase one, but or love to purchase a few rather. But I, I can I I can't do a bulk purchase on something that I don't know about. So I just need to I just need to get one. So he 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 sold me a frame, shipped me a frame. But at the point of last month's show, I hadn't gotten an opportunity to unpack it and run through it in the same fashion that you had for the frame at Pinball Life. Mm-hmm. Okay, well this month I have. Okay, I've I've been able to unpack it, run through it set it up, fire it up, put a translate in it. Uh, and Brent, I'm going to say, lo and behold, did we not realize, but that frame that you got from Pinball Life was the exact same frame <laughs> that Brad Hunter sells at Lit Frames. That's great. Yes. So here we are, here we are going all the way through everything and just talking about how complimentary. And I'm trying to sell it to you. Exactly. Because I know you like that kind of stuff. I love that kind of stuff. And, and you I'm already sitting, got it. And, I, and, and lo and behold, unknowns to me, unbeknownst to either one of us, I had the same exact frame sitting in a box. Because I'm sitting here wondering, am, am I going to need to uh, look at the pinball life frames are because are they better than the lit frames or maybe the lit frames are better than the pinball life frames and I don't want to tell Brent that I've got the better frame <laughs> because he was like super super, super impressed pumped. he was super pumped over the pinball life frame and maybe I need to go get one from pinball life and then set this beside the lit frame and compare the two I don't know oh so I'm causing myself so many problems <laughs> but but I I, I was re- I reached back out to Brad I was talking to him because he had he had uh, he contacted contacted me and said, Hey, had you had a chance to get the frame out? Do you like it? And he was, he was doing what all good salesmen would do. Brent is he was following up with this customer, you know? And I, I told him what was going on. He listened to the show and he was like, Hey, I hate to tell you, but you and Brent have got the same <laughs> frame. <laughs> and so he was, re- he was real good about it. Very good sport. And, and you know, what was even fun. I could tell you your frame's awesome because his frame, because awesome. his frame's awesome. That's exactly right. And, and I will tell you that even, uh, a, a listener of the show, uh, Phil Shepard and uh, Phil, thank you because he heard the same segment. He reached out to Brad. He contacted me. And after I talked to Brad and he's like, I don't know if you know this yet, <laughs> but you bought Brad's frame and Brent bought Brad's, Brad's frame, frame and you both have got lit frames. And I'm like, huh, how about that? So, yeah. So there we go, Brent. Yeah. Awesome. This is one of those scenarios where our pocketbooks exceeded our intelligence by a factor of three. <laughs> but you know what? It all worked. Well, out. you know, looking at looking at lit frames and and, uh-huh. and I understand that that pinball life, they if they're selling a product, they're 
they're handling, they're, they're storing, they need to make some money, but they're still not making a lot when you look at, and I, at Brad's site, right? It, 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 yeah, exactly. Like I, I just opened it and, uh, opened up the shop on uh-huh. his site and, yeah. uh, here's the frame that we got from pinball life and it was one ninety nine at pinball life. Yep. And it's, you know, the nineties era Bally midway frame and he's got it at, uh, one eighty nine. Okay, there, so there you go. And, and it's got a little tag on it, five percent off. I, I I don't know if that's something maybe he's doing for the holidays or, it, it, or what. It is. Okay, it is. so it's it's one ninety nine on his site yeah. as well. Okay, and um, I, I, my only you know so I I would have liked Brad to have made the extra money because I know he's got a he's selling a little probably to cost reduction to yeah. But you know you. Hey, pinball he, life gets it. It all works yeah, out. Yeah, and pinball you know, life is is it all works such, out. such a good such a good place to to purchase from and great ambassadors of the hobby. Uh, if you're it, let's put it this way, if you're going to line the pockets of somebody, pinball life is not a bad is not a bad uh, establishment to line the pockets for. <laughs> so it works out because they they do a lot for the hobby. But um, and what, so does Marco. We're going to Marco and, representation and, and so here later. It, it, yep. That's right, and Marco will be in in this show as well so yeah, pinball life and marco absolutely fantastic but because we were talking about lit frames yeah. and pinball life that that was that was kind of where this gravitated towards so brent i will say that as 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 much to the points that you made in the last episode i am extremely impressed by the build <laughs> quality of these of, of brad's lit frames now one thing that i will also say is that uh the the way that the frames open up the that the that the frame itself will snap open mm-hmm. and kind of like the, the face like, kind of opens kind of like, like hinges yep. open and everything that's pure genius because the other boxes that I have that I've gotten uh, and I, I got these a couple years back I got two of them off of uh, off of uh, Pinside uh, a gentleman by the name he, his handle was Blimpy and so he was selling something called a swap box same idea but it was made out of wood wood and mm-hmm. it used just a couple of led strips and did a very good job but the swap boxes uh they've got if they, they've got depth to they've them got, because they're made of wood they you know they they stand out off the wall when you hang on and i was so, gonna say if anything you also gonna have to have a little bit of of, of depth if you're, you, you if you're using to, led strips to so you have room for it to naturally diffuse you to, to diffuse and everything like that and the swap boxes were good but they feel kind of like a circa tw- 2013 type of solution where the lit frames feels like an extremely technically cur- current solution. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very well engineered, very well executed. And I am extremely impressed by the build quality. I mean, even comes even coming down to like um, the, the, the strain relief on the power cords on these lit frames is fantastic. I mean, you can tell that the attention to detail is definitely there. I, I so color me impressed. I definitely want to get more of them. And so Reached out to Brad, gave him my feedback, let him know that I was I was just highly highly impressed and, and very satisfied with my purchase, and uh, I, I did ask Brad. I, I said, Brad, uh, you know, I know that you're running special on your site. Is there any way that you would you wouldn't mind to sponsor us with a discount code or something, just so that we can steer some business to your to your site and help some of our listeners uh, help some of our listeners maybe acquire a frame? And he said, "Well, listen, I'll do you one better, because I am running a Christmas holiday special on the website." And so, Brent, what he did is he gave us uh, one of his 
Superman 78 Translites. And if you don't know anything about this, this was a commission that Brad did with Christopher, uh, pinball artist Christopher Franchi. And this is the... Yeah, and Christopher Franchi did the Batman 66 art. Uh-huh. For Stern. And then he's also done... Uh, Primus. He did the art for Primus, I believe. Did he do Cosmic Carnival for... No, that was Dirty Donnie. That was Dirty Donnie. That, okay. that was Dirty right. Donnie. And I'm trying to think... I thought there was another. Okay. You, there, uh, there's another. Go go back and, go see if and I can look it up. It yeah. yeah. And... Um, and anyway, so artist pinball artist Christopher Franchi uh, did this uh, did this commission, created the, this translite, and it's of course uh, saying Superman seventy eight. So it's Christopher Reeves uh, is super is Clark Kent Superman. It's got Margot Margot Kidder as Lois Lane, Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. Uh, I forget the lady who plays Miss Tessmacher. Miss Tessmacher. Miss Tessmacher. You know, like that. And I just love saying that. Miss. <laughs> Marker, you know, but he would um, get, uh, oh uh, man, what's it, Gene Hackman would get so animated. Oh, oh, he would get so animated. You could almost see his toupee rise off of his head when he would say that. And then of course, uh, you've got the genius of Ned Beatty and, and everything else going on, uh, in, in that, in that, uh, era movie, um, in that canon. But nonetheless, um, Brad has Brad has got the Superman seventy eight translites, and so he has sponsored us with one of these translites to give away here on the show. So Brent is a Christmas miracle that we have a Christmas giveaway for the show because we don't. I mean, this is a little bit out of the norm for us. I mean, we don't typically run a lot of contests and 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 have a lot of quote unquote giveaways. But we're going to raid the prize closet and and we're going to sponsor a contest here. So. In the spirit of Christmas, and uh, thanks to the generosity of uh, Brad at Lit Frames, we have this Superman 78 Translite to give away. So, Brent, bear with me here. And if I had some Price is Right music in the background, <laughs> we would uh, it would be well placed I'm not, at this I'm time. Not, I'm not singing along. Okay, fa- fair okay. enough. Fair enough. So we're not going to do the... Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> always like the trombone. Nah, nah. Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was, uh, uh, it was always good. So, here, so here's what we're going to do. So from the time that you see the post on our Facebook page or you see the tweet on Twitter or when this episode drops, any one of those three are, are fair game for, the, for this contest starting all the way through midnight of February the 15th. Eastern Standard Time because that, that'll give us East- two show releases it, it, to really talk about this. It, it, and get- it really will. Yep. And and what it's going to do is it's going to give people plenty of time to enter the contest, and it's going to give them it's going to essentially give the most people the most opportunity to win this to win this translate. Okay. So again, we're going to run this through February the fifteenth, midnight Eastern Standard Time. Okay. So uh, tipping right over into uh, the the, uh, the 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 midnight hour of February the sixteenth, and so either post a reply on our Facebook page or post on Twitter with the hashtag #BTLitFrame, and all we're going to do is ask you to guess a number between one and a thousand, and the person who either guesses the number or gets the closest to the number over or under, uh, yeah, let's, over or under. Yeah, let's not do the, let's not do the prices right. No, 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 show, no, show no, we're, no yeah. we're, we're not going to make this overly complex. If you it, it, 
if you're close, if you if you hit the number on the head, or if you're the closest, either either over or under, then you win the translite. Okay, and then I will uh, get your. I will reach out to you, get your shipping information. I will pass that along to Brad, and then Brad will ship you your Superman seventy eight translite. Now this is just the translite, not a translite in a lit frame. I do want to make sure that that that's known. And this this uh, contest is open to listeners worldwide not limited to the u.s so our friends over in the uk if they want to enter into this go for it everybody all you have to do is if you're outside the continental u.s all you have to do is just cover the shipping of the translite to your location okay if you're in the continental u.s then shipping will be included brad will brad will pick that up and, and we'll cover that okay so, so you'll have in the show notes you'll have a, a link to a picture you whitney you oh, yes. sh- whitney showed it to me it's, it's beautiful really cool it's beautiful isn't yeah. it so so brent so here's what we're going to do uh, I'm going to step away. I'm going to wake up the Foley artist, okay? Because we now need our Foley artist. Okay. Hang on. All this to put it. No yeah. bro- hang on, Brent. I'll be right back. Okay. okay all right. right. Do you, oh. oh, you want to go downstairs too? Yeah. I don't want to do that too loud. Thank we might, wake, we might wake Maxine. Up, we don't want to do that. We don't do that. She's 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 taking a very good and well well earned nap right now. So so here's what we're going to do, Brent. So I have got an envelope here, and in the envelope, I am pulling out a piece of paper, and I'm opening I'm opening up the piece of paper right here. I love old time radio yeah, with broken tokens. Isn't it great? I mean, <laughs> and we don't even do a good job at no, it, but it's t- still a lot of fun. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get out my trusty ink pen. You're right not writing here. this in blood? No, 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 no. You're I, no, no fun. No, I don't have to. Well, just wait until the number that I pick because, okay. ha, 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 you know, who's to say? So, Brent, I'm going to pick a number right here Between right now. Between 1 and 1,000. 1 and 1,000. And here we are, okay, sitting at mid to late December, and I am writing this number down on this piece of paper right now. And Brent, you can see, you can see the number, correct? We, we yeah, are yeah okay yes, yes. Just say, yeah just, I can see script yes. you can see something it, it on, could be a cat with a hat on fair, but it could be enough. a number at this distance yeah. so just just yes. say yes okay. Brent Brent says yes yes okay. okay so I am taking I'm taking said number and I am putting it into said envelope and I am because we live in modern times I don't have to lick the envelope <laughs> I just peel the adhesive backing off the envelope and then i am going to i love how everything we do is such a production yes it is now brent i have <clears throat> very ceremoniously sealed this, is like, I this felt, envelope I feel like i felt like we should have a celebrity yes. come in like yeah. like an oscar presentation oh, that would be awesome that would be awesome now, much like NPR, we need you know we need we need like uh, you know Carl Castle or somebody like that to uh, to announce the announce the number on fe- on the February. Well, I guess what? So would are this you going to lock that in the Tempest? I will. Hey, yeah, you want me to do that? Stick it right in. There. Okay. Yep. So it's, here we go. The coin door's unlocked, so you can just stick it right in there. Okay. Hey. The, our little mini vault that okay. is the, also called Tempest. There it goes, <laughs> and here I'm locking the vault. Done. Okay. So that will not come out of the vault. Okay. Until we record our February show, which will be after February the 15th. And then what we'll do is uh, we will go through and we'll announce the winner then because I'll have all the entries by February, by the time that we Mm. record the February show. So good luck to everybody. And I hope you win. And I'll tell you what, whoever gets that translate, you're getting something pretty sweet. So Brad, 
props on the on the frames. Thank you for uh, volunteering and donating the Superman 78 Translite. And uh, we're going to have some fun with this. So there we go, Brent. Okay, so let me circle back on the art that Chris Franchi has done. So, yes, thank you. Interesting point. Uh, Primus is not in the internet pinball database. It's not. But no. I know he did the artwork for it. So uh, I ended up looking up Batman 66. Yeah, we know that. And then uh, click, else? I clicked his name so I could get all the other records associated yeah. with his name. Yeah. Uh, Batman 66. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Beatles. He did the Beatles. Okay. Yes. And the Monsters. Oh, wow. So, and I had, there is Man. no record at all for Primus in in Internet Pinball Database. Interesting. Okay. I wonder right. if, um, what was it, Can Crusher? Mm, yeah, PBR. I wonder if he did. It was, he did it was something Can Crusher, Wow. Right? So, so Franchi is... The Paps Can Crusher's in here. Yeah. The PBR can crusher. Yep. Yeah. And, and then I guess Wonelli. It's it's got to be in there I as spell well. W H O A H. O A H. O A H. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. No, it's not. Interesting. N-E-L. Let's try Nell. Nope. All it's right. not in there. Well, it needs it needs some cleanup. But nonetheless, anyway, okay. I, yeah, I didn't realize that Fran. I, you know something? I knew about Guardians and then forgot about it. And. Uh, also about Beatles because I've I've heard an interview with him on another podcast where he's talking about doing the art for Beatles and it just I just spaced on it, but uh, but Munsters I this is probably the first time that I'd heard that and I, I I guess I just never really gave a lot of consideration on on the Munsters artwork right wrong or otherwise but there there's that I was just taking a look at the. Um Oh, no. Here Now, there is an entry for Primus in, uh, and I know right now who is screaming at you. Jim Hale. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, did I get it wrong? Zombie Yeti. Oh, it was Zombie Yeti. I thought for sure it was Chris Franchi. Yeah. Okay. Zombie right. Yeti. I stand corrected because uh, I make a On lot Promise. of mis- I make a lot of mistakes. Yes. So, Jim, go ahead and if you haven't already sent it, sent it just go ahead and either <laughs> send hate mail over delete yeah. that text or that hate mail <laughs> yeah well, no right. no send it to whitney yeah. go ahead so we correct we we caught and corrected ourselves right then and there yeah. so okay thank you i stand corrected i wonder what else okay look, i was going to start down a rabbit hole of you know well, i wonder what else zombie yeti's done i know he's done ghostbusters he did deadpool uh did he did he did deadpool yeah okay. and i th- look it up i think he uh I don't know if that was uh, if Dirty Donnie did Aerosmith. I think Dirty Donnie did Aerosmith. Maybe hmm, I don't know. I'd have to go back and I'd, I'd have to go back and look it up. What am I looking at? I'm looking. Okay, Ghostbusters. Uh-huh. Yeah, Deadpool. Know that for a and fact. Then, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, uh, art, 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 art. Jeremy. Pack? Jeremy Packer. Okay, that's, so that's that's that's, that's zombie. Yeti. Okay, yeah. that was my next question. Yes. Yes. So Deadpool, Ghostbusters, uh, Iron Maiden. Oh, Iron Maiden. Okay. And then, oh, the Zombie League All-Stars, that Pitch and Bat. Pitch and Bat. Yeah, that really cool Pitch and Bat game. Yes. Yeah, that is Which was, and he also did the All-Star Baseball, kind of the alter ego of Zombie League All-Stars. It was the same game, but different art packages. Gotcha. Now, I was thinking, I couldn't remember if it was him or if it was Dirty Donnie that did Aerosmith, but it must it must have been Dirty Donnie. Well, I mean, we're already down this rabbit hole. We might as well just take a a slight detour here. Exactly. Yeah, because I know Dirty Donnie did uh, Metallica. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then then you mentioned Cosmic Aerosmith is A-R-E-O, right? A-E-R-O. A-E-R-O. Yeah. 
Uh, not A-I-R-O. No, I didn't put an I in there. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's A-E-R-O, Smith. And then we're looking at, let's see, Metallica, and then I think it was Aerosmith. And then... Um, so uh, Don, Dirty Donnie did Cosmic Can Carnival. Crusher. Can Crusher, okay. Metallica. Yeah. And uh, well, this just is Metallica Premium Monsters. So okay. that was a premium... I. I I'm sure he did it all. Yeah, and then I mean, Aerosmith. Yeah, and Aerosmith. I, I thought he had done Aerosmith for sure. Okay, fair enough. It, get, it gets a little tough to keep track of of everybody, just you know, top of mind all the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, regardless, Dirty Donnie, uh, Zombie Yeti, Chris Christopher Franchi, all three of them are gifted artists, and for the style that they have, very unique. Uh, but man i would i would love to own a lot more artwork uh like pinball and pinball translates than i do because i I think pinball artwork is just it's just amazing in its own right so yeah there's not a cosmic carnival entry in internet pinball database there's not nope (laughs) i hate to say this but i guess if it doesn't sell more than three (laughs) units it doesn't get an entry i don't know sorry Uh, you didn't make the sorry Sorry, folks. Moose out front should have told you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Internet Pinball Database is closed. Yeah, it's closed. (laughs) All right. Well, Brent, I'll tell you what. Before we we get into the the panel segments that we got from the Grand Old Game Room Expo. No, these aren't panel segments. These are we Oh, these, both of yeah, these yeah, are interviews, aren't yes, they? Yes, these yeah. are interviews. Yeah, segments. so we'll have we'll have a couple panel segments for next month's yes. show. But yeah, these yeah. these are interviews. I guess because folks won't hear from us after after this, they'll they'll get the they'll get the interview segments and then that'll be a, a jolly ho ho. Yeah, and, and, we'll, and, we'll call and actually it if if this releases like normal yeah. right at the end of the month, um Christmas will have been passed. Yeah, Christmas and will have been will passed be just before the new year. Just before the new year. So I guess uh, it's probably a good time for us to say uh, 2019 has been awesome. We thank everybody for listening. We appreciate you hanging with us. Appreciate all the folks that reach out and uh, are just friends of the show and just, you know, support us one way or the other. Wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a happy new year. And uh, yeah, we've, we've got a a couple changes coming up for the show next year. So we're going to, I think Brent, you and I've been talking about doing some rotation on a few things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we'll we'll come back and quit. uh, No, (laughs) quit yeah we'll come back into the new year i'm, with not, the, I'm not bringing back the rage quit trope i'm not <laughs> that's, that's probably that's good. going that's going away yeah with 2019 yes. fair enough we'll, we'll kick we'll kick that can uh we'll kick that can off the road is what we'll do but yeah we'll, we'll come back we're going to restructure some of the music and uh you know a bit of the uh a bit of the intros and outros for the show just some stuff that we've been talking about doing just kind of freshen and modernize things a little bit so yeah well hopefully we'll be sounding uh sounding a little bit better not going to say the contents any better <laughs> Not even going to promise that yeah. the show will be any good, but you know, hey, there it is. <laughs> Let's just be honest. If yeah. you think we're going to be brutally honest, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, Merry Christmas, everybody, and thank you. So here, here's what we're gonna uh, we're gonna present. It's a couple interviews that again we we record at Grand Ole Game Room Expo 2019. The first one is a gentleman by the name of Mr. Patrick McKinnon, and uh, Patrick has a. Uh, um, a very nice uh, pinball company, an arcade game company out of Nashville. It's called Music City Pinball. And uh, he's going to tell us about a new venture that he's he's spinning up in Nashville. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm not going to do it justice like Patrick is going to do it. So we'll lead right into that interview and you just hear it right from Patrick himself. I, for one, I'll say right now, I, I'm excited for this. This sounds like a a game changer 
in, yeah. in all honesty. Yeah. And I, I cannot wait to, you know, fortunately we're, we're, we're a few hours out, but it's it's an easy drive for us. I can't wait to you know to tool my way down to Nashville and check this place out when it yeah. when it goes live. And yeah. uh, by the time you hear this, hopefully everything is still on track. It's not going to be very far from opening. So we'll let Patrick tell you about that, and then right after that is. Uh, set down that we had with uh, Mike Vinnikauer from Stern. Mike's been on the show uh, a few times, and he's he's always uh, Vinnikauer. Vinnikauer. I'm Vinicor, sorry. Yes. Apologize, yes. Mike. Yeah, no, no problem. Mike no Vinnikauer. Yes. I, I was actually kind of just looking at your name here, and I got a little phonetic yeah. with it. So Mike Vinnikauer. It, it Mike's always a blast to have on the show, and, oh, yeah. and just. Just because he's been on the show before, you always got to listen to him because it's always new. It's always fresh. It's yeah. always a new story. It's it always is. exciting. Yeah. Speaking of excitement, uh, Mr. Cale Hernandez of Stern, you know, also kind of rode along shotgun with Mike and sat down and uh, uh, treated us to a few stories and a little conversation. So, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, give that a listen and enjoy. And again, you know, just Whitney. Whitney said it all. I can't say it any better, but I at least want to say it myself. Hope everyone had a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. So we're here again at the Grand Ole Game Room Expo 2019. I don't think we've had this gentleman on the show before, nope. Mr. Patrick McKenna. You've not been on before. Never have, never and have. I got, you gave me that look. It's McKenna, right? I know it's McKinnon. 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 I'm yes. sorry. Well, no trust me, you're not the first person whose name I have. <laughs> just, just go with. I didn't totally butcher your name, so no. you got off. You got off light. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Patrick, I know you've got. A lot going on. I know you as Music City Pinball. Correct. Jump into it. What what all do you have going on right now in Nashville? I mean, in Nashville, uh, I've been a, a serial entrepreneur since I was about 13, 14 years old. Started a landscape business. Uh, I've got a... Oh, I thought he made cereal. I was uh, just, no, no, no. I was like, no, no, no. Wait, I didn't know this. I'm, I'm, S, I'm not in, C. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I wasn't on board with this, and suddenly I was, but now I'm off. Right. I, I, all right. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So I've got a landscape business that I started when I was 13 years old. I've also got a Mosquito Squad franchise um, and also have a sport court business. So kind of those three businesses are kind of... You started the landscape business at 13. Yes. And that's turned it... Yes, and I started knocking on doors. Uh, My dad bought a lawnmower. He made me pay him back, which uh, I was a little upset about at age 13, but probably learned the most valuable lesson, which was money didn't grow on trees. My dad wasn't going to give it to me. Mm -hmm. He bought it. It was a $350 lawn boy and a McCulloch weed eater. And I started... To cut in the yard. Well, I was under the misconception that I was going to get $35, which is what the previous guy was getting. Uh-huh. But yeah. instead he said, you know, you're going to get $17.50. I was like, dad, <laughs> yeah. that's half. Yeah. And uh, no, so this was your own yard. Own yard. And that's when I started looking at my dad and I said, hey, I want to grow this. He goes, well, well, the customers aren't going to come to you. You're going to have to go to them. This is a great life lesson. This is already better than I would yes. have expected. This is awesome. So I took a piece of I uh, took a piece of wood and I took uh, tape, masking tape, and I spray painted lawns cut. So I spelled it out of tape, used an exacto knife, spray painted it, put it on the, uh, the the tree in the corner of the yard. Uh, my dad helped me make a uh, flyer, so it said instead of getting hot and toiling on your lawn, let your neighborhood lawn boy Patrick McKinnon mow your lawn. So I colored these things with Crayolas, went door to door, and oh, and started knocking on doors, and then I was getting forty dollars, I was getting fifty dollars, and all of a sudden I had 
like 80 bucks in my pocket and I was in seventh and eighth grade and uh, I was I was kind of uh, rich in those terms you oh, know yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> well and you, you know get I'm not gonna give away your age you know we don't want to we're not gonna talk age and weight here we in an earlier segment Wendy and I were talking about gray hair we'll just leave it at that but $80 is a lot of money today suffice to say when we were running around yes you know snatching crumbs off the table from our parents yeah that's a lot of money yeah and I'm just kind of curious when did you get your first employee I mean you run this you run this at 13 listening to him it was 13 and a half I I was gonna say because I'm sure the second lesson you learn is you have to scale exactly so so I I was able to grab guys that were on the cross-country team in high school so I was able to get helpers uh, during the week and weekend could they cut grass fast (laughs) (laughs) absolutely well I yeah I had push mowers so yeah you had to push so there was no self-propelled and there was no riding uh, mowers in the early days but uh, but yes uh, I I got my first employees somewhere around 16 17 18 Uh, scaled it when I was in college Uh, would take business courses during the day at Belmont then I'd go cut in the afternoons or I would uh, cut in the mornings and then go to night classes so was able to get a business degree fantastic Um, but yes it, it was all part of you know learning those concepts I was learning them in the classroom but then I was able to take them and, and apply them to the real world and was already applying them to the real world and then like I said I had Mosquito Squad which was roughly around 2012 uh, 2010 2012 and then I added a Sport Court which is an outdoor the, the surface that you put down where kids can play safely on uh, a basketball court yeah. and you can play multiple sports and then you know just a few years ago I was building my house and I've got a general contractor's license and I, and I put in the plans I said no we're going to have an arcade we're going to have 600 800 square foot we're going to have an arcade so I was able I started collecting arcade games having been a product of the 80s um, I started collecting around 92 to 94 it was a it was a good lesson to learn you know grabbing those games for much cheaper prices than they are oh, today yes, absolutely yeah and so yep. then it, you know, and then I was able to build this arcade in, in our house in 2016. And my wife looked at me and said, well, wait a minute, there's 800 square feet, but you've only got like eight games, 10 games. And I was like, well, I mean, I've got to fill it up. Right. <laughs> and so much to her chagrin, um, uh, I, I went ahead and I started adding. And then, of course, that's when I met um, Rob Ooze, who uh, has been in the pinball community for a long, long time. I'd had a couple pinball machines and I said, why in the world doesn't Nashville have a dealership? And so that's where I was like, you know, it's one of the fastest growing cities uh, in the country. It's, you know, 60 percent of, of the population of the United States is within a day's drive of Nashville. I was like, this is Music City, USA. Why isn't there a dealership? We were shocked. The, the same thing about Grand Ole Game Room Expo when when Dave Corrigan started to stand that up. Whitney and I, I recall on the show, on the show we were talking about why was there not a show here yes. because of all the things that you said. And Correct. Louisville, we'd had a show for quite a while. And generally, Louisville, good-sized city. I don't think it stacks up. I don't know what the population is in terms of with Nashville. But generally, whenever anything goes into Louisville, because of how we're located, right. the same things you just said, yep. we get all kinds of traffic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we already had a show, and it just – it was – I couldn't believe it. And the same thing, and, you're you're seeing the same thing. And, and that's where that's where my business mind was just 
scratching my head saying, you know what, what if I get in the business of fun? Not to say those other businesses aren't fun, but they all have to do with outdoor, recreation, enjoyment, et cetera, protecting your, your kids from mosquito bites, you know, outdoor basketball courts. So let's get the kids back outside like we did with our BMX yeah, bikes back absolutely. in the 80s. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd look at my mom at 8 o'clock in the morning and say, Mom, uh, I'll see you at dinner. And yeah, we had exactly. no cell phones. And yeah. we went out and we played. Yep. Uh, just like the whole Stranger Things, you know, the setting is in the 80s is that they're on bikes. You, I've got to watch that. It's that, w- it's well worth it, the watch. It keeps coming up this weekend. I have not seen it. Oh, ever. you've got to watch it. Uh, got, you do have to watch it. It's good. It's good. It takes you back in time. You're going to see everything uh, in the mall and, and so forth. It's just all going to start to come back. And so that's where I was like, you know what? It's time to get in the business of fun. So I just I took a leap of faith. I wrote a small business plan. I sent it to three manufacturers. They didn't know me from Adam. I didn't have a pinball place that I'd had open like a mom and pop shop. I did not have any of that, but I explained it to Stern and um, Eric Gilly was fortunate enough to bless me with an opportunity to open up as a dealership. It was it was a rarity, according to what he said, because I had not had a background in it. But mm-hmm. I think because I came with a business plan, which I doubt they've probably ever seen many of those, but I came with a with a you know three year business plan, six year, ten year, what we're going to look like. And so once I did that, I was able to open up Music City Pinball. It's now grown into more from from what we're going to do now, which is Game Terminal. Which Game Terminal is going to be every kid's dream of owning a super arcade and bar. And I say it in that order because it's very intentional. We're not a bar cade, and um, we we are a super arcade first and bar and so what we want to do is we're going to have 300 games 200 arcade games dating back to computer space it's going to start there and it's going to go from 1971 all the way up and it's pretty much going to going to capture the bulk of the 70s 80s and 90s which is what all of us grew up on and then of course we'll have 100 pinballs and with 100 pinballs you have the opportunity to be a part of the dealership which is right there and you'll have a, a rare experience where you're in there you're at this place you're hearing the noises you're hearing the sounds you're, you're seeing the lights and you're up there enjoying a beverage or you're chilling on a couch and then all of a sudden you can text us and we can give you a personalized experience to go like personal shopper mm-hmm. into our dealership our dealership's not just going to have wide open doors for people to come in and come out all the games that are inside the dealership will be ex- you will be exposed to play those you'll be exposed to play premiums you'll be exposed mm-hmm. to play in ellies mm-hmm. but if you want a personal experience where you're not intimidated we're not talking over people we're not hearing too much loud music in the background we get to walk you through and give you an experience I, you know something i like that because one of the biggest challenges and it is it is just completely a product of the environment yes when, when we're at these shows you walk up, you play the new games, you're really only getting maybe 65% of the experience because you can't hear anything that goes on. That's right. You can't hear a thing. And you hear what everybody else is doing, but you cannot hear what's exactly what's right in front of you. And it really does make playing, especially the new games, mm-hmm. it, it makes it an incomplete experience because I, how many times have I, have I complained about this to you, Brent? It's yeah. my favorite place to play pinball is at my house. Yeah. And it's because I can control the environment and I can listen to a machine and I can get the I can get the full experience that I paid for. So right. I'd say kudos to you on that because that's that's actually an unmet need is what that is. Right, yes. right. And, and and we saw that opportunity to grab a hold of that. Now, we might, uh, on the newer games, because they have the technology built into them, we might be able to rent you headphones. So if you did want to drown out every uh, noise that's in there, that's one option. We're all also talking to an acoustical engineer who's going to 
come in because we don't know how many decibels this is going to be. 300 games, you know, 500, 600 people, up to 900 is our capacity. And so until we measure that, and I think there's apps for that, we, we've got this acoustical engineer who, who looked at us and said, you know, there's these new products now that are insulation panels or sound buffering panels that are magnetic that can actually attach to a metal roof. So you can start to place these panels through there to help draw down that sound. But uh, the ambient sound. Yes, yes, the because ambient when you, sound. When you when you get into a crowd situation, yep. you know, just people that are socializing, mm-hmm. you've got a little music going on, which I, I would be willing to bet that you're you're going to have yes. because of the environment. Correct. And then you're, you're also filling that with all the game sounds. It, it can be. The cacophony of that, it, it, it can be an experience killer. It, it can. It's not balanced. Correct. Yeah, I mean, one show that uh, Brent and I were at earlier in this year suffered from that significantly, where just the placement of the games in the in the hall that they were in, with mm-hmm. the floor that they that was used, there was there was no sound deadening going on. By the time you added the music, the entire experience was an echo chamber, and it was in mm-hmm. my ears rang for days after leaving there. So I'm glad that you're approaching it because it will net up the experience. There's no doubt about it. Correct. And 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 the sounds and the the sounds. The music, and we know what those sounds of hearing Cubert in the background and all the pinging and panging of all the games. I mean, there's something so appealing in drawing because it does take you back to that time. However, there, like we mentioned, too much is too much. Too much is too much. And if you've got people that have not experienced this back in the 80s, and let's say they're a millennial and they've never experienced this, they could become very intimidating uh, and overbearing. And within 30 minutes, they've decided, you know what, it's time to go because I've got a, you know, a, a headache coming yeah, on or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And so we do want to approach that. And, and it, it's something we're very serious about. And and so, like I said, on the newer games, you, you, you know, you could borrow the headphones if you wanted to deaden everybody out. But that's why the personal shopping experience is so important to us is that we're able to draw you in. We can have a conversation without any background noise. So one of the things you and I've talked about, Patrick, when it comes to the experience is the repair side of the house and, and not even just the long-term experience when, the, let's just face it, everything has issues. I don't care if you buy a brand new Porsche, yep. it's going to have an issue at some point in time. So th- this, isn't a, this isn't a commentary on, on games in, in any way. Let's just be honest, because I know a lot of that swirls in the pinball community. Right. You've thought even through the presentation of the repair experience. And when, I don't know if you've heard this, Whitney. I'm going to let Patrick go through it. I, I'm, I'm leading this because obviously I've heard it. But I imagine that scene from Jurassic Park when they're on the little the little ride and they're viewing where they're doing the magic with the dinosaurs. So go ahead, Patrick. Let, tell, yeah. us, tell us what the experience is going it, to be like. It's almost like in today's terms, it would probably be like a microbrewery experience where you're able to go to the microbrewery and you see the glass and you see what's going on behind there. And then you see people going on tours and you, you're kind of able to see inside the world world of mechanically working on things so you know much like jack white for instance has brought back vinyl music and and vinyl sales is that we want people to be at the bar and be able to look into our showroom number one and then number two is we will intentionally be working on machines whether they're arcades ems solid states or newer pinballs right behind the glass so people will have a firsthand front row look as to what is going on mechanically i've just been so impressed 
impressed as I've seen dealerships from 15 years ago, what they were and what they are now is that you have that lobby room. Uh, auto where, dealerships. Auto, auto dealerships, dealerships, correct. Auto yeah. dealerships where, you know, you go to Porsche and you go in there and you've got this nice seating and this huge plate glass window, whereas before we were separated from the mechanics, uh, you know, uh, literally and figuratively, isn't it? Now you're able to see us right there, what's happening to your machine. This is what we have to do. See the millions of parts that go into these things. And also, hopefully, in the end of this, convert some people. Our main goal is to convert people that are just casual. People coming to our super arcade and bar and, and chilling out and having a good time is to convert them into ownership mm-hmm. where they can now convert and own one in their game room or at their office and, and not be intimidated. And I think by them seeing the mechanics behind it, I think people's fears are, I can't own a pinball machine. Who's going to work on it? Mm-hmm. I mean, are we going to have to haul this thing in the back of the SUV? And it's like, we do home service, but we will have all the service going on there as well. So people oh, see yeah. that, that we can we can do it all. We okay. can do it all. So that's that's impressive because I think that that is an end-to-end experience that you encapsulate in one stop. And you see, you see it all from from beginning to end from that perspective. Yes, I mean the only thing we 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 we're not doing is assembling, you know, pinball machines on a line. But it's yeah. basically giving the consumer a firsthand look at what we do and seeing us work on a cap kit and seeing us working on an old CRT. And we will be authentic in that standpoint that we won't have LCDs in all these '70s and '80s games. Yeah. We will have the original vector monitors. We will have the original Wells Garners all those CRTs what was appropriate at the time will be in those games and and I've enjoyed personally restoring a lot of the arcade games I do new side art control panel overlays marquees etc and I think we're also going to have some time-lapse videos of for instance the ones from the 80s showing Midway making them as Pac-Man machines and so forth but also showing some time-lapse videos of me restoring a game where I'm sanding it down it's it's a piece of crap it's Mm -hmm. got smoke damage etc and we'll be showing that on a video we will have a few televisions it's not our focus we're not going to be a sports bar we're not going to be dave and busters but we'll have a few to support local teams etc or whatever's on tv but there's only four or five televisions but the bulk of what we do is the super arcade and bar and then seeing behind the scenes so in terms of play what's the model there because you know some folks will do you know pay to enter free play here some folks will do coin drop so on the games themselves what's your Uh, your model? Uh, initially, I think we're gonna you're gonna pay a cover and you have access to the whole facility, which includes outdoor cornhole as well as shuffleboard. There's an outdoor chill area. Also, all the 200 arcade games will be on free play, and then we'll probably do a token drop which will be authentic and, and have uh, Music City Pinball and Game Terminal on the coins. Okay. And we'll have probably different coins for different events. Let's say we did have a launch party for XYZ game. We might make a coin for that and people that come in during that time period Collectibles. Have, a, yeah. have a collectible coin. Yeah, that's that's cool. And so so we'll have the games, the pinball games specifically on coin drops. So if you play Evil Knievel, it's probably one token. If you're playing Big Lebowski, it's going to be quite a few more. 
more than one. Twenty-three, something <laughs> like that, because we know what those cost. Yeah, exactly. So, so Patrick, what what about what about the console, uh, the console community, the console generation? Because they're part of the hobby. I mean, it, the way that our show has has evolved over the five years that we've been doing it. I mean, we started with a, a heavy focus on classic arcade. Mm-hmm. Pinball was in there. Over time, we've we've actually kind of swung a little bit more towards pinball. I have a daughter. We play consoles, and, right. and invariably, console discussion works its way into the show from time to time as well. Yeah. I, and, and there's there's a huge pain cross segment there, college and things like that, that were weaned on the N64. They were weaned on the the Xbox and right. things like that. Is, is there going to be is there going to be a representation there as well, or or, or not? Uh, initially, that's not our focus. However, we, with these VIP rooms in the back, we can house up to 35 people in these individual rooms. So we could have you know pool play going on in one room and the championships in the other room. We have the flexibility to have several monitors in those rooms and it, they can close the door and make it private much like David has done here where he's taken the tournament upstairs to the 10th floor so that people that are playing the tournament aren't mixed in with the public that sort of thing we would we would uh, consider that so initially okay. it's not really part uh, of, the, of the main business plan but esports I realize is probably the fastest growing sport uh, from what I understand in, in the country or in the world and I think there's a lot of opportunity there we don't want to ignore it but by the same token we're not fully embracing it initially but we have an open mind on this fair enough one, one thing that i think is missing in louisville and i, I do that i do some uh philanthropy work through mm-hmm. my through my employer we we have a hard time getting uh, good locations to host STEM-based events mm-hmm. for middle school and high school students. Mm-hmm. Now, you're in a position where you're creating a very open-door type of type of experience, a very transparent and see-through experience. Mm-hmm. Have you have you considered have you considered that the STEM aspect of this around getting getting middle school, high school students exposed to technology and in mathematics around around the, the the mechanic and the design and the engineering aspect of pinball machines or learning about electronics through doing monitor repair because I will tell you the feeder and the incubator for mm-hmm. the next generation is actually an unmet need today I, I feel I, I totally agree with you it's it's what I call the micro philosophy micro of, of dirty jobs is completely on it he says people in Germany you grow up you grow up with a skill we used to have the vocational program in the United States and I was when I was growing up in high school you had uh, woodworking mm-hmm. you had auto mechanics you had home you had welding and welding yeah. and, and there was there was another one maybe electricity if you were lucky yeah, yeah. we had and we had recording studio because being in nashville it made it's it made perfect cool. sense yeah. that guys and a recording studio <laughs> and, and 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 you know i'll say that seemed to be the well, more fun people in kentucky so our equivalent was uh the still for bourbon yeah right so, yeah. exactly exactly or or like ffa future farmers of america i mean right. i i think that deserves a mention there as well because yeah. Yeah. from a vocation standpoint i mean tennessee kentucky we're we're considered yeah. more rural than most so yeah that's that's a big one too so so i definitely agree with that philosophy is that we need in this society and in this day and time that people need to grow up with skills and not everybody's cut out for college not everybody's going to make a 50 or 60 thousand dollar a year job coming out of college so i do think that exposure is important ironically after our initial press that came out in the public because we've got a publicist that sent all of our kind of uh, announcement of game terminal to all the different uh, medias is that immediately we got a response from a teacher that ironically it's awesome nashville school of the arts is literally 200 yards away from our facility and they said they have a video game club 
club that's 150 strong. And and I said, absolutely, we will embrace you during the day. We'll embrace you after hours. If somebody wants to do an internship, if somebody wants to get school credit and come over there and learn behind the scenes, but we would invite any and all of them to come in and be a part of what we have. We're not going to close our door on anything, and I think that's important. So we haven't had to reach out yet, but with just 150 students being right across the street, I think uh, I think that's a sign that, yes, I think we will open that door yeah, very that, wide. That, that's good because in, in, in our community, that, I think that is an unmet need uh, around Louisville. There's no doubt about it, but you've got the opportunity to craft a response to that need. So I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that it's on the table and, it, and it's something that you can do. It so, is. Yeah, it's and, fantastic. And, and my daughter went to a magnet school a few years ago. She's now in college in Boston, but two of her classmates that are still in Nashville, I mean, they're begging me. They want to be a part of this in some way, form or fashion. And, and he's kind of electronically minded and I just think you know with with the loss of radio shacks across America etc why in the world Nashville's never gotten a Fry's electronics that's one of you know when Louisville doesn't have it either you know yeah and you love going to places like that but uh you know it, it is you know kind of a dying technology so to speak but there's still so much support out there much like vinyl lost it to uh, you know digital music etc is that it's lost uh some some momentum but you mm-hmm. see the, the growth it's a, of it, arcades and pinball coming back well, like it see, is. You see a growth in a lot of, uh, of just returning to doing something with your hands. It's interesting you mentioned Micro and he's got Micro Works. Yes. And that's his goal is exactly what you're describing. Mm-hmm. It's putting putting people that that are willing to and mm-hmm. there's more and more of that coming up that are willing to get out and actually do stuff with their hands to go back and I want to learn how to weld I want to build something I want to be a carpenter you know that's kind of what the death the come full circle that was a little the death of Radio Shack because people weren't doing that stuff anymore they right. weren't building things they mm-hmm. weren't they weren't in my mind do it yourself I'll say it, they weren't exercising their mind that no. that's the way I look at it no and I, and I agree I, uh, I've got a cousin that calls it a battery operated mayhem you go to these kids birthday parties and everything's just battery operated and it's just like you know we we grew up with some of that coming up but you know now everything's just given to us and everything's downloadable and it's so simple to acquire there's just something so beautiful about going to a place and like I used to go to the grocery store and there was an arcade nearby I would say mom can I have some quarters she would hand me some quarters and 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 there's this attachment Mm -hmm. to say how long can I make this quarter last I believe it was you and I that were talking one night this week here mm-hmm. at the show about the draw of the younger community. I'm sounding like the old man here, the younger community, and it's because it's something physical. Talk yes. specifically about pinball. Correct. It's not something on a screen. It's real no. physics, and you interact with that stuff. You do. I think it's more social. I think you're standing, you're not sitting. It's not just hand movement. It's eye-hand coordination. You're learning physics. The idea to try to slow the ball down is that there's so much going on that we didn't realize when we were growing up that were good things, because you see how technology can be uh, the enemy, and it can also be a great thing is that mm-hmm. I think technology is wonderful in a lot of aspects. However, I think there's a lot of challenges, as you allude to, is that the phones are becoming an addictive device at an early age for kids. Kids are less likely to go outside and play. And, and for us to draw them in and show them old technology and the way things were and where things came from, I think hopefully we've got a momentum to, to, to move that. And it's fun. It's, it's absolutely it's fun. fun. And, and like you said, it brings in, it's good for individuals like you who are building a business around that, but that also tells us, tells everybody, 
that people as a whole, as a society, we're getting away, we're realizing that we're drawn into all this modern tech yeah. And we're looking for these outlets. Yep. There's a little nostalgia for folks like us, yep. but there's just as many folks much younger than us that are coming into this world. And, and what we hope for is that people park their phones. Besides taking pictures in our place, I want you to park your phone. Yeah. I want you to come in Kudos and I want you. you to live in the moment. Yes. And when I went to a Jack White concert, and I'll only mention him because he's a local celebrity as well, but he's a, he, he does a lot of great things for the community, is that he requires when you go to his concert to live in the moment you have to lock your phone in a pouch because he wants you living in the moment how many times do you go to concerts and people are filming but they're not experiencing mm -hmm. and we want you to come in they're, and experience they're watching the event through their phone through the phone you're right there yeah you know but no you're still filtering it through that phone exactly. you're recording it and you're doing whatever right it's just like no you're not in it because you're focused on well, what's what's my battery life? What's my record time? Do right. I you know? Can I text this? What yeah. will this look like on Facebook? Exactly. Music. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Well, Patrick, uh, I mean, I'm I'm bought in. I I mean, you, you, <laughs> you've I think you've 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 hit all the buttons. There's no doubt about it. Wish you the absolute best of luck with this because. I, I don't. I really don't particularly care for Patrick, <laughs> and I hope not. <laughs> um, it's it's one it's one of those. It, yeah, it, that's his role. It's yeah, a yin and a yang scenario. It's his Laurel and Hardy, and it, it's just twisted about right. thirty degrees. But anyway, um, yeah, I certainly wish you the best of luck because you you've got a very well thought out approach. That yep. if there's one thing that I'm taking away from this discussion mm -hmm. is you you definitely seem like you've got it a to z i'll right. give you that and right. that's that's commendable mm -hmm. because instead of just hopping on instead of just hopping on a bandwagon mm -hmm. and doing arcade yeah I'll put games in a room yeah, yeah i'll put games in a room and serve yeah. some beer and, and kind of doing you know the me too type of type of um I'll say hopping on the Me Too momentum when yeah. it comes to this business model. Yes, it, it feels like you've got something unique, and and you're wrapping you're wrapping an entire experience around that yes. uniqueness. So, kudos to you for that. What from a timing perspective and a how do people find you perspective? Yes, uh, is, is is really uh, is really top of mind for you right now. Absolutely, and um, we've got GameTerminal.com. You can get on our website. You can sign up for our newsletter. Get the latest news okay you'll receive your news firsthand by subscribing to the uh the newsletter so we're on that we're also on instagram you can always get in touch with us musiccitypinball.net and musiccitypinball on facebook as well and so our social media aspect will continue to grow as we get closer to opening up and and what you hit upon is so important i think a lot of arcades and traditional arcades and they were authentic in their day didn't really invite people to come in and, and chill for a while because if you were standing and you weren't playing a game you know you, you, you we're going to have seated areas where people can sit down on a couch have a drink have a conversation and that sort of thing and that was part of the business model that we wanted to make sure that we wrapped our head around because a lot of people bring spouses and for whatever reason their spouses aren't into the games as much but yeah. they want a place to to sit and I, I see a lot of great arcades that are wall-to-wall -wall games some of them only have three and a half feet between the two sides of the games how in the world that's a fire hazard uh, is beyond me, but ours are going to be spaced out much, uh, much larger so people can walk through. So there's that continuous flow. You're not intimidated not to go down an aisle, but you have areas that you can kind of these separate rooms inside of the big arcade. And, okay. and we're just super excited about it. Yeah. And, so, so is this a 
early 2020, mid 2020 type of type of endeavor? How's that shaping up? I'll just say uh, because I'm also the contractor, so I'm the one day to day seeing the progress. <laughs> yeah, and, I, I understand. And, and, well, and, I'll tell you what. There's nothing wrong with sandbagging. So <laughs> just just go go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm on, under promise, over deliver. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to say early 2020 is realistic, and uh, I, oh, that's taken okay. into consideration. Sooner than I thought it would be. And, and, and that's taken into consideration codes and inspections and fire marshal and all the things that construction, you know, kind of uh, has to go through in order to get inspected. Then you get a liquor license and the beer license, and we'll have, you know, food as well. So we wanted to make sure that we had food. We want to make sure we've got a few beers, and, and we've also got a full bar as well and a couple, a main bar and a second bar. But if you just want to come and drink Coca-Cola, that's fine too. And uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll be open uh, to a lot of different age groups, a lot of different a lot of different people. That, that's cool. So is the is the repair depot and the personalized buying customer buying experience is all that going to be available day one i mean is this is this thing is, is this is this cake baked on day one when you open up or yes or is there a bit of a roll to it or oh no how's that go uh w- music city pinball will most likely move over there before game terminal opens oh, oh, I see. so our new location will be there but once we open that uh then game terminal follows suit okay so game terminal is the last element because we believe that we're going to be able to be inspected in separate sections and be able to have the arcade kind of approved last so once that once that comes in it's like boom you get to talk to the bartender you get to text whatever and within 15 to 20 minutes you're getting a text back that says rob will pick you up at the bar or mm-hmm. by the get this certain the game Q-Bert. yeah meet at the cubert and buy pinball yeah exactly. and, and, and and then he takes you by the hand and he walks you in there and he says you know what do you like do you like do you like music do you like movies do you like marvel movies yeah. you know what's your taste and yes. we're able yes. to Indeed. personalize the experience <laughs> yes to all yeah yes to all and, yeah. and, and making the, the pinball buying experience completely different and i don't think anybody has done this and i've been kind of intentional some people have said hey, well have you traveled all over the world and seen all these you know barcades etc and i really haven't and it's been kind of intentional because i've come up with some ideas that are i think unique to us and and that's what i wanted to hold on to i didn't want to go see a bunch of ideas and feel like i'm a copy and paste yeah. but rather just kind of do this thing organically yeah okay yeah, and no, so it's very fair so you know i think just the experiences at some shows and visiting a few places across the country has given me enough to go by that i realize what's missing what could be a challenge and what what's an opportunity okay um so so we're excited about it thank you guys for uh for everything you guys do for the community and uh you know i'm just i'm just glad that you guys uh wanted to interview me today and let oh, me talk sure. about game term sure well I, I will say this i mean I, i'm excited and we certainly wish you all the success in the world because America is America is fueled by by business succeeding and people working and and just and just contributing to the overall the overall cycle the, the flywheel you keep the flywheel moving so nobody wants to see a failed business especially in in the hobby the industry and everything like that because that's how that's how this grows Absolutely. so certainly wish you the best of luck all I can say is Brent and I will we'll come crash it at some point so I want it, you to it, we will we will so I'm I'm, I'm gonna throw a like on the Facebook page and find you on Instagram and just absolutely kind of keep uh, keep tabs on it but this this will be fun I, I'm looking forward to coming in coming in just taking it all in and and I will say this because I want to plug this because it's very important to us uh, we we will have some very rare games there uh, one of the rare games that we will will have on display is Skyskipper mm-hmm. so once the Skyskipper project is is completed you know we will be able to have a Skyskipper with a banner and be one of 13 places on planet Earth to to show off this game I believe 
believe collecting games is important. Uh, I think uh, embracing the past is important. Things that were rare, things that were great, some things that, that, that failed. Uh, regardless, it's part of history. And I think our place can be a museum in some, some aspect, but I, you know, we're very happy to plug some very uh, rare things, but the Skyskipper Project being one of the rarest. And you, you got, I mean, you got lucky. You found a board. So, you know, kudos to you, but we're going to follow through with it. And, and I'm going to look forward to seeing that one, seeing that one through. So, Absolutely. Yes, for sure. Us too. Yeah, excellent. All right, Patrick, thank you so much for the time and uh, sitting down with us. And we'll, uh, we'll certainly be following this one up. Thank you guys for having me. All right, thanks. We are at the 2019 Grand Ole Game Room Expo, and uh, it is a Sunday afternoon. I think everybody is uh, fairly uh, fairly played through, but we are fortunate enough to have uh, Mr. Mike Vinicor and Kale Hernandez. So Mike is from Stern. Kale is uh, order extraordinaire at uh, at Marco Spec and Marco Specialties. And we were talking last night in the uh, podcasting after dark panel that Kale has seen every unsavory item that has ever crossed my uh, shopping cart at Marco, and he still doesn't tell on me which is which is very awesome at least that you know of at least that i know of yes we have like private you know text group that we joke about all the stuff (laughs) i can't believe whitney ordered that did did you all notice he didn't introduce me i mean i've i'm out yeah yeah (laughs) well i I just hadn't introduced you yet how about that oh yeah speaking of which brent here hi brent (laughs) so guys this is um this is november of 2019 you guys have done uh what i assume is a very full show circuit this year Uh, how many shows do y'all have left around out the year at this point we have one more yeah we just one uh tech houston which you'll be going to i won't be there i will be in arizona uh taking care of uh, my wife's arcade electric bat excellent but uh yeah mike will be there uh crystal from marco will be there um and Emoto will be there, so yeah, yeah definitely come by. It's, and that's gonna be the last show. The last I think show. We, we did about ten, I think. Did this season? I think we did ten. This, yeah, this calendar yeah. year. Ten shows this season. Yeah, ten this calendar year. It's, and there's still another before the before the like major holiday break, Christmas and New Year. That amazing. Yeah, the Houston. Show. I, I always thought this was kind of the, like the latest show possible. Yeah, uh, I go home tomorrow, and then Thursday I fly to Houston. And then I fly home Monday, I think. Okay. And, yeah, and then that's it for this for 2019. So, so how does 2019 stack up compared to 2018, 2017 as far as numbers go? I mean, did you guys do 10 last year and 10 the year before, or has this has this been kind of ratcheting up every year? Uh, you talking about the whole season? Yeah, oh, as far as number of shows per it's season, al- it, it's always growing. Uh, yeah. yeah, every every year. Good, good, good. But is it weary on you guys as far oh. as as far as the shows go? Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just, I'm just glad you told the truth. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. I, I noticed there's a little bit more gray in Kale's beard since yeah. last year. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I'm 10 pounds heavier th- now than I was when I started this season. <laughs> when I started this year's tour. Oh, is that right? Is yeah. that is that pinball tour or the wall? Waffle House tour. I well, mean, that your Waffle House love is legendary. I mean, well, and in and out. It's the pinball slash in and out burger slash Waffle House tour 2019. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's really funny you mentioned the beard because, and I'm not kidding. I was sitting at home with Rachel and uh, just from 
man ad came on. <laughs> yes, and yes. And, like, and it was like, that's just for Kale, yeah. isn't it? I was yeah. thinking, should I try this? And, and Rachel said, uh, well, do it after the show season because you can't do it in the middle because yeah. the photos will look weird. That, right? she, she actually has a good point. Well, you know, what, what I do is uh, as the years have crept on, I go to my barber and what he does is he peels three years off of each side every time I go. And, and he's like, uh, he's like, Whitney, we're going to start calling you the Silver Fox. And I'm like, I think I need some of that just for men. And yeah. he goes, once you start, you can't stop. Right. You I'm know, like, okay. If, if I grew so, my beard in as much as Kale does without trimming mine, I would be even more salt and pepper so, than he is. For that? sure. Oh, I got a, I got a couple of years on him too, for, at least. First so. of all, Kale, what she gave you is what I call the slow no, which is yes. You need to do that, Kale. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you, that's the slow that no. Was, yeah, that was a suggestion. Yes, yeah. yes. It was, it was, I want you to do it. But we need to just wait. Yeah. That's the right, slow right, no. Right. And then I'm with you, Mike. I have been known to, you know, I'll grow a beard, I'll grow a goatee, I'll grow my mustache in, and it just it'll it'll change every six or eight months. Yeah. And I went to to grow in the, a full beard over the course of the summer, and I, I started one day. I got up and I was like, "No, we're not doing this," because yeah. I, I look like I had gray mutton chops. Uh, and it's like, "No, it's gone. It's gone." You know what's funny is like I've got some gray peppered in my hair now, but most of it's concentrated in one spot in the back of my head, which I'm gonna turn around to show you. Fair enough, it is. See, isn't I've got it? like yeah. How I've about got that? one gray spot yeah. in the back, like and it's just like a circle. It's like the size of about a quarter. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a photo on the Marco Facebook uh, for you guys listening out there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 The back of Mike's head. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's the one spot that makes it compelling. Yeah, That's what it is. It's like my quarter spot. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's you know it's theme appropriate. It looks like a quarter on the that, back that, of my head. That it is. Yeah. That, that it is. So I, I noticed uh, out on the floor, I've played everything that you guys have brought. I mean, Guardians to Deadpool till to Elvira, Star Wars. I mean, the whole nine yards. Um, have Have you all seen like really good machine sales this year to? back up the show circuit and everything i mean oh. because the selection of machines right now from stern I, it's just unbelievable i mean this is the good the good old days of pinball we're in it right now that uh, you're absolutely right the the phones back at the office are always ringing off the hook and that's uh, good the i'm glad to hear is that incredible yeah the, the build quality is is superb i mean these and you know these things get played over the weekend uh, what you see like 500 plays on these things and they just they they stand up so sales have been great and the the best thing is you know nowadays when a customer calls and you know what do you guys have available we have a ton of absolutely a plus titles yeah. to sell yeah well and mike i know for your role in on the show circuit you're feeding information back to stern as far as game improvements and things like that do you, do you feel that 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 process has netted in some of the quality increases and just how the, the overall game and build quality and everything like that I mean, are, are you? Yeah, are, yeah. Are you, I think, are you satisfied with the information you're putting back, and it's coming back into the games? I think so. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, I always feel like we, we can always do better, and mm-hmm. we always strive to do better. But we, I've definitely seen as this year progressed, like improvements were things that we did. You know, we could have done better. We now do better. You know, so it's constantly evolving. So I'm sitting here, Whitney, and I'm thumbing through uh, this this idea guide that Marco has out, and I've seen him around around the show. Where mm-hmm. what booth? Are we in? We're in Marco Northeast. This is the yeah. This we're is the, the Northeast. The Northeast Annex. Yeah. And I don't know if you've thumped through these. The they're, it's it, they're pretty cool in that 
you get to kind of see everything they offer. I mean, you're all sites. We talked about this last year when we did that big yeah, panel. Did panel. And I was uh, um, kind of quizzing Mark's son, help me here, Paul, well, Paul about h- how do you catalog all that stuff? Because it's just, it, it's, it's almost like uh, an auto site lookup trying to look at just individual things things for games it's rock auto for pinball it's rock auto for pinball oh yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. and you can f- kind of thumb through this and get an idea of what you all offer some stuff that i wasn't even aware of so i gotta ask on the back cover there's a rubber ring gauge i okay? love that thing that thing's I, great I, I, i've never gotten any use out of these really because if i take a ring off of a machine it's, it's broken it's, it's stretched oh yeah so what you <laughs> i mean but you hold it up to that and you give you got yo. You you just Rough go to the idea. next, the next, clo- the next smallest one. So so what? I'm overthinking this. Yes, right? absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be stretched, but then you just go one, you know, one, the size closest, small. one size smaller than what the stretch string is, and there you go. So you know. So we learned we learned something yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> there's no well, there's no stupid questions until we're done recording and they talk about me later. Yeah. Do you believe that? Yeah. 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 Stupid questions go at the end. Yeah. You'll know how stupid it is. When you get a pack of fifty of these, show up at Christmas time at your house. What rubber yeah. ring gauges? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. rubber ring gauges. You know yeah. what you should put in these? Discount code. That is brilliant. Well, thank you. Discount I'm, I'm code. Glad somebody realized we could do some available data printing. Everybody gets a different code. Yeah. Or and yeah. you could even do a discount. I was just thinking even a little bigger net, a discount code sticker for the show, so you you get an idea what the show did for you. Boom. Look, he's doing my job. Even better, you do the stickers, because then you just print one book, do, and you slap stickers inside of them. Do I, hired, do I need to remove hired, that Brent. so that when you present that idea, they don't hear the show later and realize? No, 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 no. no we're going to give you credit for that one. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I think you just earned it. yourself free shipping on your next order, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's awesome. So, so Mike, you've got a hashtag on social media, which is I think it's Find Mike. Find I think it's Mike. Yes. I see. I didn't have a hand in that because that would have been Find MXV if it was up to me. Because I always yes. go by my initials. That's been my gimmick name my whole life. But, yeah. But yes, I mean, I do have a hashtag, which is you know kind of humbling, I guess. It, it, it is. It's yeah. Like Carmen San Diego, but with with you, huh? Yeah, Where yeah. in the world is MXV? Yeah, it's because <laughs> you can you, know, you find me at these shows and you can challenge me for prizes. So like cool when, when on the stern facebook they've been making a hashtag find mike get out of here you know what else i've learned in during this little segment kale is never allowed to sing on the show again oh, well, <laughs> this is, i was actually kind of enjoying it you know, you kale, know you, kale used to tour in, in rock bands oh he oh did you did you i knew that he's a musician yeah I, I, did you play or did you sing yes i uh a drummer i okay. played the drums okay yeah so i got to sit in the back in the pocket and do my thing make everybody look good which is what I do here. <laughs> but you weren't singing, right? I was not singing. Okay. At least, at not on stage. Not, not on stage. <laughs> Just in the shower. Yeah. 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 Hotel room. Yeah. But not on stage. Yeah. I, I get that. I get that. On a street corner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, the, when the sign stops working. Right? Yeah. Lunch right. money. Yeah, yeah. Lunch money. That's it. So, so Mike, I, I, so for the, for the social media tag, what's the scoop on that? I mean, I, I know people are challenging you to play and things like that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If you, ch- if you come up to one of these shows that I'm at here, yep. you can challenge me for a pro like in a game of pinball in our booth. And if you beat me, you'll get either a translator shirt or some sort of stern swag, which varies from show to show. Okay. Um, so I usually have some pretty cool giveaways, If but you got to beat me. That's the whole catch. Yeah, I, I got Gotcha. However, gotcha. you know, I'm wildly inconsistent. I'm a good player, but <laughs> I have as many bad games as good 
one. So if you time your your challenges yeah. around when the food coma sets in, <laughs> oh, is, after is that I what, is after, after I come back from a meal, yeah, you, you got a pretty good shot of beating oh, me. Okay, fair enough. Walk up to the Marco booth, uh, smell Waffle House. Yeah. It's a lot. Play. Yeah, it's if a you, lot. If you show up with you know a couple In and Out burgers and a milkshake, yeah, you know, and then feed me and then say, all right, now as soon as I finish, yeah, John, yeah. chances are I'm gonna fall asleep in the middle of the game. <laughs> say tra- trans lights will be flowing yeah, everywhere. The, uh, the, so the swag will be flowing everywhere. <laughs> extra crispy. Yeah, actually, I just, I, I'm just fine with the burgers and the shake. I don't even need the fries. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. So, Kale, um, I'm kind of curious. Is is the is the show circuit? I mean, is it something that, that Marco has found to be really successful from from a business standpoint as well? Because I, I know you guys are supporting the hobby and supporting the shows, but I, I've always been kind of curious as to as to, as the years have kind of piled on. Mm-hmm. Is is this something that is that is really positively contributing to your business as well? Oh, oh, with without a doubt, excellent. Um, yeah. So our, our goal is to turn these fans into owners of pinball machines. And into customers. And, and then into where they're making some money with it. They, they're opening arcades because the more arcades out there, yeah. the, the more this whole business grows. And we're, we're really trying to build the, the entire industry here. So that, that's what's, what it's all about. And we love seeing new people come out to the shows. And it's always growing. That's new faces coming. Like yeah. People are getting into pinball, bringing their fin- friends next year. And uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've seen tremendous growth uh, any way you slice it. Uh, that's yeah that's fantastic so and i know you all mentioned this in prior conversations with us and i just want to make sure this is still the case and highlight it you you, i know you all do a lot of parts production as as in you all say okay this is a need and we're gonna we're gonna redesign or design or find a manufacturer to produce this part i remember you and i having a conversation i think one of the first things you did for stern was the graphics for the slingshot plastics on episode one i just oh that was for marco i'm sorry sorry yeah for re- marco re- i apologize reproducing some stuff yeah 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 um and actually i've got those plastics that you produced on my game how about that yeah so yeah. if there's something that folks are looking for mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily available on the site contact marco oh absolutely it, because if i recall correctly you all actually log that we do to see where the the biggest need is so you can focus your efforts absolutely we love producing actually finding parts that you can't find anyplace else mm-hmm. reproducing them whether we do them in-house you know plastics lots of uh, metal parts we don't get into uh, huge assemblies or anything like that but anything we can have uh, milled locally we love doing that any mm-hmm. you know, decals plastic well, a lot of times, even on like the assembly side of it, you've only got a, a couple key wear points for the most part in the majority of, mm-hmm. of your you know things that pivot and the like. Right. You know, if you're all addressing that, you're in. Sure. You know. Sure. Roll pins. Roll pins. <laughs> oh. I, I've gone through some, you know, the, the trials of the roll pin. And you, for something as innocuous as a small piece of metal, there's, it's like anything else. There's a billion different sizes, you know, right, diameters right, and lengths. So right. you got it. You got you, you guys really need to come to the shop sometime. It's it's a amazing. It like an invitation. I, we have I, I would love to. I would walls love to do and it. walls of roll pins. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, but see, the people. Yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. It, it's really great when uh, people call up and they're just getting into the, the industry or uh, they're just fans and they just yeah. bought their first machine and they're like hey do you have this screw for this machine i was like you know i don't know lots of 
lots of stuff. It wasn't in the manual back then. You know, I'm sure it was used across many machines. They don't realize how many screws. We have a wall of screws. You know, we have a wall of roll pins. We have a, you know, uh, plungers. It's just, it's absolutely amazing. I would love for you guys to see it, and hopefully I'll be there when you come. I still, I still need to see it. I have yet to come out yeah, there as well, yeah. Yeah, I, I would just... I'd have to drive something with a lot of box uh, box space in it because I'm not going to go there and not make the trip worthwhile. Yeah. You know, so you'll and, you'll come back with so much stuff like the wheels will be rubbing inside the wheel well because you'll yeah, have a, it, you'll put the capacity will yeah, be you know I'll have to drive back at about a thirty degree yeah. angle. Is what I wind up doing. And Whitney and I have some significant trucks, and but yeah, I could see that being the case. If yeah. we're going to make the trip, and it's like we're here. All right, well, okay. I didn't know I need that, but oh my gosh, I need that. Yes. Yeah. I need, I oh yeah. Now I need it now. Yeah. That's exactly how that goes. So he he's invited us. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll have to see what happens when the rubber meets the road if we actually accept the invitation. <laughs> I, I would say sometime after maybe TPF and we get past Louisville Arcade Expo, you get past you know TPF in late March because I know that's that's probably going to be a, a huge huge endeavor for you guys. Well, let me ask you, what would be the best month to plan said visit? Uh, after the holidays. After the holidays. Yeah. Right after the holidays would be perfect. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like so a, January, like yeah. January, February, February, March. Okay. Yeah. What's that drive for us? Uh, I bet it's. No, no, no. I, I'm just. Yeah, I'm curious. I bet it's probably eight or ten hours to get there. I, I mean. That's nothing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, okay. So when when you guys come to Louisville show, how long is the drive? Just out of curiosity, do you remember? Oh, I don't. I don't even remember. I'm asleep most of, of the time. Oh well. Yeah. Best answer. Yeah. Well, that's the way I drive. <laughs> See, I think for me, like, Louisville was like a little over an hour long flight because I, I won't drive anywhere. Yeah, so. Well, I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah, Chicago to Louisville, it, it is. Yeah. It's it's a quick flight. Well, it was only trip. ninety minutes to get here from Chicago, so it was pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's not bad at all. Now we've been on tour for most of this year, but Whitney, I've seen you in how many cities this year? Because it's been a lot. Actually, quite actually quite a bit. I mean, more than I would have thought. But I have the uh, I have the the pleasure and in, in I'd say the courtesy of being able to travel for my job, and in uh, a lot of times I'm able to kind of like book in some, yeah. some travel because my schedules it's it's semi-flexible i'll put it that way but uh yeah i mean we showed up together on opposite sides of the united states yeah, and yeah. had no idea that either one of yeah, us was just a was month ago meet. all of a sudden i see whitney wander into our booth in portland i'm like what are you doing here yeah. it's like yeah. dude, dude this is the other side of the united states why are you here and it's like well it just worked out that yeah, way yeah yeah i didn't expect to see him there but then it didn't seem out of the ordinary either i'm like oh he saved this one too yeah yeah well you know once you once you get in it's really tough to get out you know, because you go to these other shows and and it becomes it becomes as addictive going to going to the expos and just seeing everybody and playing. It's as, it's as addictive as just the gaming is itself because so much of this. I mean, the friends we make, the people you see, that's that's actually more fun than just walking around and playing the games. It, it, the social aspect has been the most rewarding part of it for me. Speaking of playing the games and yeah. like a little so, the social aspect, no stern at one point in time had a, a kind of a game room set up in their factory, and that was before. Oh yeah, we still do, and you still do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, and I'm gonna the same question. I'm gonna move over to you, Kale, to see what you all might have at Marco. But like on the stern side, 
what do you all keep in there? I'm sure there's a couple current games. It's mostly like the most current stuff that's still in production. So I don't go out there much because I'm spoiled. I've got six games in my office at all times oh, that I rotated in. But the last time I walked by there, yeah, last time I walked by there and paid attention. What kind of slum office do you have? Yeah. You just have six games. I right? actually have the largest office in our department, and I think the only people that have bigger offices than me are Gary and Dave. So I must be doing something right. No. Um, or you know something. Yeah. <laughs> Both. I'll never tell. Yeah. Never, <laughs> anyway, um, you know, we have. Last time I looked, you know, we had you know two Jurassic Parks, two Black Knights, uh, Monsters, a Beatles, the Star Wars home pin, the full size Star Wars. Uh, I think there's a Guardian still out there. A couple Iron Maidens, maybe just one now. Um, I think there was even still a Metallica out there. It seemed like when when we were well, the last time I was at the factory which is before the move there was even a couple classic stern titles so i just have, the, have those kind of yeah we have it yeah there well, i think for a little while gary's laser war was out there but then somebody yeah. broke the gl- playfield glass on it and then they they had to fix it fix it up and now i think it just lives in gary's office although they did wheel it out for when they did the expo tour they had it up on a platform where gary was speaking but that's always hanging around the office that was and i i'm pretty sure that was the <laughs> very first i'm pretty sure that was laser war like serial number one it was like the very first one off the line which was the first game oh so the pers- that was the very first game the company ran down the line is that laser war so the, the individual that broke the glass is he enjoying his new career yeah i i, I he, you know he doesn't work for us anymore but not because of that he you know what happened to steve, steve yeah. was, his lunch is still in the fridge yeah. you see steve that glass on the floor yeah, yeah that, that that's steve's career <laughs> so do you all have a a, a, a game room set well, up for uh, research at i'm making air quotes at, at marco it, it actually uh, it is more for research uh, we we don't we're not really set up for walk-in business but we do keep a, a couple of machines in the office right now we have a primus and a Black Knight Premium, mm-hmm. and a Rocky and Bullwinkle that is uh, yeah. partially taken apart. We're re- remaking some of the, the mechanics in that thing. It, and it rotates a lot because people come in and buy the stuff. We've actually had a guy come in to get a, a rubber kit for a Jackbot, and he left with four brand new machines. Yeah, so weird stuff like that will happen. He came back with a trailer, and, and so we... We're up. not going to Marco. I'm not, I'm not, I am not going to bow to that type of salesmanship. Yeah, yeah. But we, do, we, we play a couple of machines during our lunch breaks and, and what have you, and, or if we just uh, we get a little stressed out, we have a little fun in there. Yeah. yeah. So, so Kale, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I mean, from, from a, a distribution standpoint... You say that Marco's not exactly set up for walk-in business. I mean, can you give everybody an idea of kind of kind of how it's segmented internally inside Marco? Because all all like ninety nine percent of us see is the website. But uh, I mean, do you guys have designers and and you have do you have I assume like a shop on site for making some of the parts and art design and or is it mostly just warehouse and logistics? Uh, mostly just warehouse and logistics. Okay. I mean, we're mo- kind of like Amazon. We're Mostly a uh, online business. Very, there are a couple of local guys that come knock on the door and and come in and, and we help them out. But we're just we're just not really set up for that. But we have a, on site we have a, a graphic designer. Okay. Um, and and Marco right now, Marco Ramirez is uh, really helping out a lot with product development, finding old drawings, trying to you know find local shops that can reproduce stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. 
So, Mike, you talked about, or you mentioned in, in the Stern Game Room, that the Star Wars home pin. Uh-huh. Okay. We were talking about this uh, uh, show two, or two, two shows ago. Two shows ago, yeah. Yeah. That's marketed to the to the home buyer. Right. Are you all distributing that through the the regular dealer network, or is, I think is, it's is a there... I think it's a mix. So we you know is, we are selling it through the normal distributor network that we currently have, like our dealers, and I think they're also trying to tap into new markets. You know, like and that was consumer kind of markets, we, we were... which is yeah, which is really the goal is to like yeah. to to have that be the product that we take to the not the, you know outside of the normal pinball channels. I think we were talking about was it oh, was there a Batman pin? It seemed like Stern worked with Costco or Sam's yeah. There's a been different iterations of this home it was pin. A, it was the commercial, right? It was a commercial they, one. They did a Batman one, a Transformers one, and an Iron. I thought there was an Iron Man at one point. I can't remember if there was an Iron Man one or not. Yeah, yeah, the pin. I know yeah. that there was Transformers and a Batman, and then we did that Spider-Man one. Was the most it was Spider-Man? One. That's the one I think it, you're thinking it, of. And, I, yeah, and I, then I, the Star Wars is the newest version. Okay, of, fair enough. Of the newest, you know, it's different than the Spider-Man one, and it's our newest attempt at this, I, at this I thought the product. Batman, because it seems like we looked this up, the Batman was a full commercial because it had a coin door and the whole nine yards, but it, it did, was but available. It, but, it, but it had features removed versus the normal okay. one. Okay. Right. So like the drop target in front of Joker is not there. It was just a one-way gate. And there was that moving crane thing on the left mm-hmm. was removed. So oh, okay. It All was, right. uh, think of it as like, you know how we, like bef- this was before the Pro and the Premium, the LE models. So think of that Batman the pin as being almost like a pro model of the standard Batman Dark Knight, I guess. Time. I got you. So that, that's kind of the goal is, and, and I understand that if you've got a, a market out there that wants something that's not a full commercial pin right. at, a, at a, you know, a smaller footprint in a smaller financial footprint. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That's a big thing. I mean, it's, we view it as like, it's an entry level pinball. It's you know, a little bit smaller in size. The play field's a full size, but the cabinet's a smaller footprint. Mm-hmm. So less of a size and financial burden on somebody to be, you know, maybe get their first game into their yeah. home. And especially like, it's great if you've got a smaller apartment too, and you don't have a lot of space. It's, yeah. Uh, the yeah. Star Wars home pin will take up, you know, a, you know, considerably less footprint and such a backlash money. So yeah. You can buy two. Yeah. Exactly. You can, two. You, you can go to Marco and buy twice as many. Twice, so, right. twice right. as many. That works out. So, Mike, if you don't mind mind me asking or whatever you can say to the, to the subject, mm-hmm. what's the criteria for whether or not a commercial release makes it into a home release? Because we saw Star Wars. Right. And we've noted the others. But, of course, right now we're looking at... At, um, we're looking at you know, Deadpool, Jurassic Park, Black Knight, and, and you know Elvira, and, and I get where some themes won't translate. I, right, I totally right. get that. But then other themes that I that I would deem as very family friendly, universal, like Guardians, like Jurassic Park, things like that. Um, I'm just kind of curious as to is is every title considered as a home pin and then potentially just scra- scratched out if it's not suitable or h- how does that work honestly i don't know the answer to okay. that one and i'm not trying to hide it from you i just don't know um certainly like star wars is, is an obvious choice because you know it's probably the most popular movie franchise in the history of movies you know yeah. so that that one was kind of a no-brainer yeah that, that one's a gimme yeah, yeah you know, spider-man it. was really accessible to one of the mo- one of the more popular marvel characters so i don't there, there's no like checklist of like this is what it's going to take oh, to 
oh, be, make a pin. I think it's like when we're ready to try, you know, try the market, you know, yeah, try it in the market with that kind of product. Okay, you know, and then you know, when we, and when we can work it into our schedule too, because as you know, our schedule is quite full because we make a lot of games. You in especially 2019, I think has been the capstone for for Stern from a. a production number standpoint as far as available games i I would say just what in the past three months there's been easily that yeah yeah, 87 87 new games yeah Yeah. we'll just go with 87 (laughs) yeah i was going to say four but 87 probably is right so yeah i mean the velocity that stern is at right now is i mean it's unmatched in the industry there's there's no doubt about that um do you do you think we'll see it pick up continue to accelerate i don't know like I honestly can't answer that one for you either because I, I, I don't know, like, our schedule for the yeah. next couple of years. I mean, obviously, we can only make them so fast, yeah. you know. Yeah, So uh, we'll do it over the market, you know, whatever the market can support. Yeah, well, you've you, you've hit a stride. There's no doubt about that. I yeah, mean, yeah. Because if I think about, and this is no slam on anybody else, but if you take Jersey Jack and Spooky and American in Chicago, you could almost wrap all of that together, and you're probably still shy two titles. Yeah, uh, for what Stern's doing. Yeah, you're probably... I think, like, we've shipped more games. We've made more different games this year than all the competition probably added up. So, I want to... Just talking about new titles. Do you all actually get to location test? Because, you know, t- today, 2019, almost 2020, yeah. you put something out in a location in Chicago, and 14 seconds later, it's it's on pin side. Right. I do have a few uh, field test locations I work with, but gone are the days like when I did this at Williams mm-hmm. where I could put a game out like two, three months in advance, and then, you know, we would keep it out there, and the only people that got to see it were the locals, you know. You know, now with, with the internet and everybody's in everybody's pocket mm-hmm. and smartphones and cameras like you can't hide anything so we really can't don't have the luxury of being able to put something out months early you know so all that testing is now handled internally so you okay oh i, I recall just you and i had talked you know somewhere in, in passing and you'd mentioned doing some you know limited field testing yeah and, and, I, and we do absolutely do like i've got you know a, a small handful of field test operators i work with that we send our games to like as soon as we start shipping them oh okay like, so that's that was my next yeah. question so basically as soon as you ship you're yeah like as soon as the game hits production i try to get those i try to get my field test games out like at the exact same time or as close as possible i got you i guess yep. as quickly as they can cough up a couple of games for me to, sh- <laughs> to get to these places you know okay cool yeah so so i i was just uh i was just kind of curious for on the field test on the field test games how quick does feedback make it back into the production line because i I know typically we see the typically we see the le's run first then the pros no we do the we do pros first and then we do the le's and then the premiums okay gotcha gotcha so in so the goal is to get the pros out on just out on location as quickly Correct. as possible. Correct. Yeah, we do the pros okay. first. I stand correct. On then. purpose, yeah. so that because they still mostly go to operators, and we okay. want the games out in the street where people can see and enjoy them, and then it reaches a broader audience when you know people are putting them on locations versus just going into somebody's basement. Okay. So, and Kale, how quickly do you guys have access to parts after these after these games start shipping? Because I know that one thing that I love about the Marco site is I'll I'll run through my my owner's manual, I'll pick out the stern part number, I go. To 
to Marco's website. I hit control control C, control V, paste, hit enter, and there, there's my part that I need. Sure, sure. But I, I'm kind of curious. I mean, what, do you all have a, a timeline that you try to maintain? Like as soon as Jurassic Park hits, how how quickly are parts available through through uh, Marco? Yeah, almost immediately. Okay, and, and we we won't have every part that's in the machine. But it, so if you're looking for something that you don't see on our website, email us, give us a call, and we we can get it and that's that's how we expand our library you know who i'd hate to be i'd hate to be the person that takes each of the manuals for those 87 new stern games and update your all site to say okay well this jurassic park has this switch and this we we all know. do this and we, oh, yeah. we all we sit around the and office it, and and plow through manuals and add the associations to the website it's a it's a constant job yeah it's yeah. it's really a labor intensive and, and we tedious yeah sure. and, and we don't say this expecting that you're going to turn around and need the switches or whatever for a brand new game x yeah but you have to have it because eventually that day will Somebody's going to need it. Yeah, absolutely. It's like tax day. It eventually shows up whether and, you like it or not. And there's people that like to just preemptively buy spare parts for their games because they want to keep them for years. And they yeah. figure like, I want to get the spare assembly just in case mine breaks 10 years from now. Yeah. And I've maybe never, I can't get it then. That. I've never uh, done that a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was telling Mike earlier, I have a great customer who bought a Batman 66 and he bought every single part and assembly we had for it to put in his closet just in case he would need it that is crazy yeah. I, like i only go as far as every time i bring home a new game i'll buy a spare plastic sack because that's usually the first thing that might break would be the plastics yeah. so i've got a spare plastic sheet for almost every game i have yeah that's smart well it, and you know something that brings up a good that brings up a good point because i've not done that i've not <laughs> bought plastic sheets for my games okay i've got a tron mm-hmm. so what about something he's rubbing it in <laughs> well I, I have one of those too yeah oh. yeah <laughs> Battle. I, I I love that game. And so I'm so loud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we happen to have a Foley artist here. Yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. Well, what, after Brent's gone, we're now that he's gone, we're just going to talk about Tron. How about that? Yeah. But um, I hate you. <laughs> something like Tron. Uh, it's been out of production for years now. But definitely a fan favorite. So what about me, Joe User, mm-hmm. Joe Owner? I take Mike's advice. I go home, and I'm like, I probably ought to have a, a plastic set for my Tron. I hop on Marco's website. Maybe I find it. Maybe I don't. Mm-hmm. What's my option? If we don't have it, we'll see if we can get it from Stern. You will. So, yeah. so you guys would actually hunt it down on my behalf. Oh, absolutely. It, even if I even if I didn't use the best of manners to ask. Oh, absolutely. Oh, totally. You know that's totally. all. That's <laughs> awful nice of you to do that. Yeah. Well, no. no. Not that I'm going to be mean. Right. I was just curious. The, inter- the internet's a big place. He's asking yeah. for me, Kale. What yeah, he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, we we want to help our our customers out because if that machine's not running, uh, what's the point? Right. That is very and true. If, if I find something on eBay, I'll send the customer a link. You know, yeah. it, uh, we want these machines to keep running. That's the most important part. Okay. No, that's that's excellent. Well, that, that's good to know because I've probably been negligent on that. Just assuming that oh, it's got a stern part number. If I need it, I I'll call Chaz and I'll say, Hey, Chaz, uh, can I can I buy that? Now he's going to send me to somebody, right? But he would he would at least and it better be us. It, well, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I will tell Chaz that you said that. Okay, so but that that's fair. You know, it's like Chaz, listen, we got yeah. got to help brother out. But yeah, I, I was just curious because mm-hmm. some of the parts are esoteric. I mean, they really are. And 
in, but they're unique, mm-hmm. and it's not something that you're going to need during casual ownership, but sure. stupid stuff happens. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I know what I'm doing on Tuesday, so I'm getting on Marco's way. I'm going to order a bunch of plastics is what I'm going to do. You, hey, Brent can hook you up with free shipping because he oh, just, yeah. his idea yeah, just earned got, him free shipping. Uh, I, I hate to cabbage that, but I'm going to cabbage that. Okay. I'm sorry. It's like, what is mine is his, and what is his is his. That's how the show works. Well, you guys live by each other, don't you? You can just go play his Tron anytime you want. He doesn't let me in the house. No? <laughs> the, la- the last time I was in his house, I almost destroyed a Christmas tree. Uh, it's a long and well, next time Well, next time you're ever in Chicago, you're welcome to come play my Tron in my basement. Thank you, Mike. I know who my friends are. <laughs> and I've also not worn out my welcome at Mike's. <laughs> yeah. this, this is true. This is true. Now, my thing is, I live, I live in a very rural area. People have to want to get out to me. It's not that I turn anybody away, but it just seems like there's always a, a thousand other places to go than my house. Go, go ahead and give them their, your address. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. going to do that. I will do that off mic because, yeah. hey, you guys are more than welcome. We can still get it to you. I, I dealt with a customer recently who lived on a mountain in California, mm-hmm. and we had to get a special FedEx truck to get him his stuff with big tires jacked up. Serious, true story. No joke. Yeah, really. so no matter where you are, we'll get it to you. Yeah, fantastic. Was the guy's address just like coordinates on the map, like longitude <laughs> yeah. and latitude? GPS yeah. coordinates. There's yeah. no street address. It's just like, you know, this longitude, this latitude. <laughs> I hate to see what the shipping was. Well, was the shipping just Marco's flat shipping? Is that oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, nothing extra. FedEx, uh, we have a uh, close relationship with those guys, so they took care of everything. That's I think it was like a nine ninety nine. Nothing to it. They spent more in gasoline just going down his driveway. <laughs> the, bingo, they did. Yes. yes his driveway, did. which was nine miles long. Yeah. yeah and, and at yeah. a 70 degree yeah. angle. Yeah. Can you imagine that poor guy? He's like, these plastics, it wasn't worth this plastic set. I can guarantee you that. You all have now, he, Whitney keeps going back to plastics. All right. And I've known Whitney long enough. He is now fixed on plastics because we've gone and i go it's happening tomorrow is what i I go through this too because i've got whitney actually had just we just traded some parts because i I keep switches and then coil stops and plungers and mechanic a lot of mechanical stuff and we we keep spare game boards for for our video games and he is now going to have a plastics library. I can see well, this coming. Whitney, and this, this will snowball. Yeah. There will be organization. Yes. There will be additional equipment. There will yeah. be shelving. There, it, it's You've created a monster. So I, I, when I worked at Williams, I brought home a brand new theater of magic. And like within a month, I broke one of the slingshot plastics in home use. So I had to, you know, I had to buy another set yeah. from work. But So that was what put me into the, pra- the practice of like, all right, every time I get a game, I'm going to get a plastic set. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a good idea. I have this big, you know, those big storage containers. Yeah. Plastic like lives. the tubs? Yeah, yeah, the big tubs. I just have one tub devoted to like all my plastic sets are in one tub. That's exactly what I'm doing. And then if so. I end up selling the game, I always include that plastic yeah. set. Oh, yeah. And any spare parts I have you know, that I will no longer need, I include it as part of my sale when I get rid of a game. Yeah. So I mean, it sweetens the deal it's, for whoever it's buys an, it. It's, it's an up kicker on it, no doubt. Yeah. But I do thank you guys for my next obsession. I really do appreciate it. And, Kale, when you see the order come through on Tuesday, just don't judge, okay? Just <laughs> just don't, don't judge. I, I won't. I've got you, man. Fair enough, brother. I, I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that. I would love it if you could send his next order just like wrapped in just like plain brown paper. <laughs> yeah, like butcher paper. Yeah, well, like yeah, butcher okay. paper. Yes. Just so yeah. it's very nondescript. Like a fish. Yeah. 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 Like a fish. Yeah. Yeah. Just put a fish yeah. in it. How about that? <laughs> just, just put a scoop of ice cream in it. Yeah. It'll be all right. Yeah. 
that is appreciate yeah. yes it's like listen this one this was on us yeah. you know yeah well guys listen thank you all for your time it's been a, a great discussion i appreciate uh, brent and i both appreciate the the the, the jovialness uh, in in your all's willingness to come on mic and just kind of kind of shoot the bull with us it's, it's great we try to make sure that we inform but you guys are great ambassadors for the hobby and uh you actually let us come back and talk to you every single year so oh, yeah, you're also glutton, glutton yeah. for punishment oh it's a lot of well. fun we enjoy it <laughs> thank you thank you uh, uh, before we leave i like to yeah. plug my wife uh her arcade her arcade hold up yeah let's put it this way kale the magic of editing is going to work in your favor thank okay? you i appreciate yeah. that no problem <laughs> wait what, would you punch me in the face if i replied well who wouldn't hey <laughs> you, you guys have down. to you guys if y'all are smart y'all will keep all of this in oh, there oh it, it all we're gonna keep <laughs> this, it all this this is radio gold right, right, right here right. Uh, yeah. but seriously uh, uh my wife rachel her arcade <laughs> i'm never gonna I, get this in why is the only editing i'm ever the only time i'm ever concerned with extra editing work is when i see kale holding a microphone <laughs> right why right. is that right <laughs> It's good because I'm, I'm always on. Always I'm always on. lit. Always I'm always re- ready to go. Ready you know, to this go. This is what makes man. it exciting. It is. But no, you were saying, yeah, yeah. Ra- yeah if, we're saying if, Rachel's if, business. Anybody around in the Arizona area, uh, come to uh, Tempe to the Yucca Tap Room, which is connected to the Electric Bat and Arcade. She just expanded. Okay. And it's a lot of fun. We have 24 pins, uh, stand-up arcades. Uh, uh, might be a cocktail table somewhere. I don't know. But um, and we have great food. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Please. Come on out! Oh, awesome. I went there when we were, when I went out in the spring this year for Zapcon. The place was fantastic, and for you record nerds like myself, it's a couple doors down from a really good record store. Excellent. So, so, so it hits all it hits all the buttons. Absolutely. Everything yeah. you need is in that one little complex. A great record store, the bar, the arcade. You got good food, coffee shop. Coffee shop yeah. Waffle House. Oh, just 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 in that same area, there's a one block where they've got an <laughs> In-N-Out Burger, a Del Taco, and a Waffle House all next to each other. Oh, geez. It's so, it's called MXV Heaven. So when, <laughs> so when are you moving? Oh, I'm not. I can't move, but I can't wait to get back there in the spring for Zap. <laughs> but but I am moving. Actually, oh, you are moving tomorrow. Yes, I am uh, leaving South Carolina. And you are. Yes, and I will. I will be. Li- will be living in Phoenix now. But still working for Marco, though. Is still, that, is still that doing correct? some. Yes, yeah, still okay. doing some stuff for Marco, okay. and uh, I will be at shows. Okay. Either working or as an attendee, so you'll see me around. <laughs> and uh, just the uh, the RK has gotten so busy. I, uh, yeah. We really need to be in uh, Arizona. No, no, and I understand. Plus, I, well, it's nice to actually live with your wife. With your wife. Uh, right, yeah, right. Husband, way across the world. You well, know? Yeah. what that means is, if I want that scoop of ice cream, the dead fish, and the butcher, the butcher paper i need to get this order in fast yes. that's right yeah. yes uh, will you put in chocolate chip ice cream <laughs> no, no, but whatever you want right? okay all right okay you like fair. that neapolitan stuff <laughs> oh actually actually i do yeah it's, all right it's really it's really good with those little wafers yes it, it they're, goes, they're the goes best well with that. Yeah. yeah thank you yeah. guys listen thank you all so much really appreciate it uh and uh mike so you're saying find Mike is a social hashtag? It is, yeah. So the, my last show, this will probably won't air until after it, but the Houston show is the last one for this year. But yeah. then next year, you know, I'll be back on the road for another full year worth of touring. So Excellent. And, and they'll replenish your translate supply, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, they replenish it at pretty much every show. So. Oh, man, that's awesome. So we've mentioned this to Mike, and I've talked to him a little bit. We have 
actually got to act on the on the on the mic recording live from the or not re- recording live recording from the road. I don't care if it's a Waffle House review or what. what what's I have so I have some good reviews. And some I have some uh, record store and fast food oh, joint reviews could, for you. Roll, yeah. You know, yeah. it. You know, we'll have to t- touch base with you, Mike. After yeah, yeah. this. 2020 sounds like the year to really kick this off. I mean, he, yeah. I, I'm putting him on the spot. He yeah. seemed like he was on board. No, He's no, I'm, board. I'm, a, I'm a count me in. I'll do it. I mean, Mike, I know you and I've batted it back and forth yeah, yeah, just a no, couple times yeah. as well. So, but it's like you just, we just gotta. Yeah, let's gotta start make it, it for in March of 2020 is when the new tour starts. So let's do it then for sure. That sounds good. Well, that'll the give m- us some time to buy to, to get get you a little bit of equipment, yeah, yeah. and uh, and and then we can get it all sorted out. I mean, if you're serious, no, I'm totally we'll serious. Yeah, yeah, awesome. No. awesome. The Marco crew. Always eats right. Right. We, we, we go to some amazing restaurants. It's yeah. true that yeah, we we could just do a whole podcast about that place we had breakfast the other day. Oh, was it Monell's? Yeah. Wow, family uh, style. Oh, yeah, the, my fifty years on this planet, it was the single greatest breakfast of my life. <laughs> that's, it, was, I could, it, it, it was. I wish I could eat there every that's day. High yeah, I, I was going to say to, to to borrow one of my favorite terms. That's high compliment. Oh man, is what it, was, that it is. was incredible. And also, yeah. before we leave, yes. I started a Twitch channel probably about a year ago, but it hasn't been active. Called California, and I will be streaming from the electric bat so you guys stay tuned oh is that right excellent yeah. excellent so is that like a, a daily weekly type of stream that you're i haven't, I haven't decided yet i don't know okay. depend depends uh how much time i have okay yeah spare time excellent excellent i'll stream there with you when i come out there in uh, april for the zapcon awesome california but it's out of arizona it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, that was a nickname some friends of mine from Sacramento oh, was, gave me. Oh, okay. I was like, were, were you in California at some point in time? And th- that's where it started. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just hang, well, I was just hanging out with some friends in, in Sacramento. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I get it. It's it's like our our podcast name. You got to have that one word hook is what you got to have. Exactly. That, you got to have the short the short name, the one word, the hook that gets it, and that's a good play. So it works. Good deal. Yeah, it works. Gentlemen, thank you all very much. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All right. Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with, but I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token. Britton and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes store and on our Stitcher Radio page as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Litzy. And that's me. <laughs> music for the Broken Token Podcast is graciously provided by Mr. Scott Denisi. For more information about his music and the projects that he works on, visit his website at www.scottdenisi.com. Go Team Fiero.
Oh yeah, yeah. And, I mean, all the all the all the mis- all the mistakes we just edit out. Yeah. So you know. Are you recording now? Y- yes, I sure. No, all, all the mistakes go to the end of the podcast. Fair, or fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Stay fair tuned. Yeah, exactly. Yes. More more to come on that. So given who we've got here, this entire segment will go to the end of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I don't know if you can undo the mistake of booking the two of us. <laughs> <laughs>